Fed can just print more money out of thin air, but the government's always going to be in debt to the Fed. Always. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another Monday Night Master Debaters on Dangerous World, right? Uh, this is, a, of course, a week later. I say it every week. But, uh, you know, if you're not listening already, absolutely check these out. Current over at the Great Deception podcast feed. I just do a little extra on top uh, right when, uh, you know, the episode starts up here. I got a lot going on right now um, in this episode, of course. I feel like that this should be addressed first. We have uh, M.R. Gorga, the uh, number one best-selling author, uh, Amazon best-selling author, and um, Ron from New England and his co-host Buckley from the Wicked Planet podcast. And just a fun conversation, trying to keep it kind of spooky, but it went all over the place. Uh, Usually there's not a normal conversation when Ron and I are together. It can go off the rails a little bit, and I might have said some things here. That are inappropriate, but that's okay. That's what you tune in for, I hope. Uh, Hopefully none of you guys cancel me. And as long as you're supporting the show and the hard work, that's all that I really care about. One announcement I wanted to make up top here. You might have seen my post on Instagram. I'm trying to rebrand the show that Ghost and I do together. Even though it's very successful, it seems like the the numbers uh, do really well with that conspiracy in the news. We're changing the name up a little bit. And we're going to give it a try doing something a little more unique. We're going to keep doing our thing where we look into news articles and, and um, you know, try and find shit that fits into things that would interest all of us, right? Things that when we see them, you know, whether it be, you know, website and media or whatever, we see these things and we go, what the hell is this? Is, is this real? Are they really reporting it on this? And, and this is the story they're going with. We're going to keep doing that. But it would be awesome if every single one of you guys sent us uh, voice messages right now talking about something in the news that concerns you. Whether it's funny, whether it's scary, whether it's conspiratorial or geopolitical or both or whatever. I mean, cryptid, alien, anything. Shoot us a voice message on Instagram. Mine is DangerousWorldPod, and I will get you his right now as well. Um... But, I mean, you can obviously shoot it to me. I, I am going to be on the lookout for all of these. Uh, let's see. My Third Eye. It's just My Third Eye Podcast. Couldn't be easier. So, uh, either Dangerous World Pod or My Third Eye Podcast. DM us an audio recording of yourself being like, What's up, Ghost and Ryan? I wanted to um, bring to your attention this. Uh, you know, there's um, a, a story that I heard recently is that Scottsdale, a Scottsdale rural city or neighborhood is basically about to not get water supplied to it. So you could be like, what's up, Ghost and Ryan? You don't even need to say hi to us. You can say, hey, Ghost and Ryan, you both suck. 
I figured you guys are stupid and didn't see this story that you absolutely should have seen. Scottsdale is running out of water. Uh, what are your guys' thoughts? Is this an inside job? Uh, is there, I mean, you know, have fun with it. You can talk shit. I actually prefer you do talk shit. And, um, you know, keep it to like a minute or so. And we can get through a lot of these things. I think it'd be really fun. Kind of run it like a morning show. And eventually we want to go live with this and, and do live call-ins where, uh, you know, we'll put the, the Zoom, uh, you know, call-in links. And you can just get on Zoom, uh, type in that information. You can get patched in. And we'll let you talk uninterrupted for a minute or so. Uh, maybe even longer, depending on how enthralling your story is or your your news article or whatever. And and it'll just be something kind of fun, something different that I haven't seen in um, this conspiracy podcasting community yet. So we're always trying to evolve things over here. But with that being said, you know how I like to talk a little bit up front before we get into these awesome episodes that the Great Deception Podcast puts together. And last week... I talked about that guy who will not be named. I don't want him to pop up behind me. He's super gay. That's not my problem with him. A gay Satanist is terrifying. And it's not terrifying in the way that I'm scared of... of uh, I'm just scared that they're going to try and go after your butt. That's all that I'm worried about. Um, I've got a, nice, a decent butt. I've been told. Uh, you know, mostly by women. Fortunately. I don't want this. I don't, I don't want any any problem with these kinds of people. I'm not afraid that they're going to hex me, okay? Um, I'm not afraid that, like, any of these people would beat me up. They're just fucking weird. They're very, very strange. And there was a guy defending him that was even more weird. Um, talking shit about the size of my show, even though I literally get more likes on my Instagram stuff. Uh, then he has followers and I've got many, many more listens on the show than this guy does anything. You know, he sells like super homosexual coloring books that are actually funny. Um, but they're weird, fucking weird. Okay. Hey, more power to him. Don't talk shit to me. Okay. I'm not like one of your uh, buddies that, uh, likes the abuse. Okay. So just chill out. Um, you know, this is this dominatrix shit, this S&M, which I found out stood for sadomasochistic, I think, or sadomasochist, something like that. I don't really give a shit about that community. They're weird. I think if you need to have your balls pinched off to uh, arrive, as they say in England, man, uh, I, I something's wrong. Something's wrong. Um, but with that being said... I'm going to stick with this theme of talking shit about the Satanists. And this guy acts like he's not a Satanist, but he's got awfully offended. He posted the 11 commandments or however many fucking commandments there are for these freaks. So I wanted to stick with a the theme here. And, you know, there's a lot of indoctrination going on with this stuff. And it's it's mind-blowing when you see how they're targeting the kids. Um, I understand that Catholicism has targeted kids. Basically, any religion that's out there targets kids, Right. And this is not good. This is, you know, if uh, I forget where I heard it, but, you know, once you turn 18, you should be allowed to kind of choose your own religion. I guess in theory you can, but there's such a stigma on some families and, and you know, the way that, that certain religions operate, Christianity included, Catholicism included. Um, I'm not going to lie. I see it more in like Islam. I see it in the Satanism 
um, two polar opposite religions. I mean, completely different. I'm not comparing Islam to Satanism in any way, shape, or form. I just see the uh, the pressure to live up to the community standards in both those religions. Judaism as well. Maybe I have a blind spot for Christianity because I lean towards that religion myself. And if I do, I mean, I feel free to to criticize my potentially dogmatic view of this. I just, I've met a lot of good Christians in my life. And I, I actually just talked with some really great Christians that we're going to have on, uh, we're going to be talking with them more. I know that Matt wants to have them on Monday Night Master Debaters, and that's going to be a fun chat. Um, these people are always just so fucking nice to me. And I don't really see many Christians that are out there that, um, that don't drink, that don't believe in having a little bit of fun, that don't curse. Islams seem like they have a literal stick up their ass. And like fun isn't allowed. Um, that's what I've seen. Now, again, I'm not saying this is just like 100% fact. It's just what I've seen. Uh, again, not criticizing any religion other than Satanism. That's the only religion that I think is bullshit. And it's there just to try to cause problems. I understand all religions cause problems. And I don't want to drag this little introduction out too long. But you'll see why... I am so interested in what's going on with these Satanists right now. These children's books that I'm going to run through are fucking strange. Um, what actually got me to see this was this book called A Children's Book of Demons. And this is by Aaron uh, Letgen, or Letten, I think. I can't really see his name. Yeah, Aaron Lighten. Sorry. Um, you see the book for $12, but on Amazon... The book's actually $164, which is strange. And it's just a paperback. It's a simple book. And I'll read you a description here. And uh, they actually have two pages. I'm only going to read you one page of this book because I've got a couple books to go through. I don't think it's too taboo to say that that these, you know, that the Satanic Temple and the Church of Satan are just spreading negativity, man. I, I, I get the fact that a lot of these people are just lost, right? But man, it's it's it really is a weird thing when you start thinking about it. But a description of this book, a children's book of demons, um, a hands-on craft element into this playful guide that invites readers to conjure gentle demons. That's a weird weird term, gentle demons, by writing their sigils, and they show sigils for all of these demons here, which serve as a quote phone number straight to the spirit. The demons necessitate specific summons, like a Riddler named Corden requires a sigil drawn in bright red, the color of the clown's nose, preferably while you're giggling. Hmm, okay. Um, and express specific characteristics and abilities that range from pragmatic to gross. They include Flatulus, whose talent is passing gas. Quatsitoro, um an expert in finding missing objects, and Spanglox, the best-dressed demon in the underworld, who offers cutting-edge fashion advice and uh, lightens renderings of the multi, multi-eyed, multi-armed, sharp-toothed demons are outlandish without being creepy. I think that they're actually very creepy myself. but um, And the creative concept will likely inspire some readers to create demons of their own, ages 5 to 10. Weird. 
Now, uh, the the one that really caught my eye here out of the two that they showed was this Ziplantrix. And Ziplantrix is a four-armed, uh, skinny, androgynous-looking demon. Very cartoonish, almost like uh, South Park-style, kind of, kind of construction paper, uh, really crudely drawn. Nothing, nothing you know, crazy about the art here. But I think that the simplicity also is kind of what gets kids kind of sucked in. Four-armed, little hermaphrodite-looking creature. Um, two arms coming out of its head that are throwing up the devil horns, and then it's rocking out on a guitar. And this is what kind of drew me to this one as far as just, you know, looking into it. Uh, and it explains Ziplantrix here. If rock and roll is the devil's music, then this head-banging demon would be the lead singer of the band. With an ear-piercing shriek and two pairs of nimble hands, uh, ah, Ziplantrix. Oh, okay, I didn't, I missed the O because I thought that was just a symbol. So, Ozoplantrix, my bad. I'm sorry if I offended any demon. Uh, is the ultimate infernal rock star. She, they gender it, not cool, but she can teach you how to play the guitar as fast as lightning. So either rock on with this party-loving demon or get out of her way. Serious question, how many chicks play the guitar better than dudes? I'm just asking. It's It's valid, I think. Be careful, however, when summoning Ozoplantrix. She's fun, but she's almost certain to trash your room. Also, her squealing guitar licks might make your ears bleed. Fun. Her sigil should be drawn in gold with heavy metal tunes blasting in the background. Has her name in a circle and basically a um, circle with like a field goal post and a zigzag under it. Interesting, right? Very, very strange to do this um, and to buy these things for kids. And there's many more. This isn't the only one. Uh, there's a few that I'm going through here that are just, again, strange to me. This is part of a two-part uh, little link that I saw on the www.awfullibrarybooks.net. And there's a book here called Don't Make Me Go Back Mommy. And this is a child's book about satanic ritual abuse fucking weird i understand that this needs to be put out there but not in this form not in a children's book complete with pictures and i mean it, it looks like um uh, have you seen that book uh I, I forget what the damn title is it's, it reminds me of like a give a mouse a cookie right overly uh like colored pencil drawings almost um, I'm trying to think of the one the the title of the book is like a, a kid on a toilet and it's like my I, I know that the line in the book is like always and forever my mommy you'll be or some shit like that it's I, it was something that my mom used to read to me as a kid and uh, I remember these images just look so familiar I don't think she was reading me the uh, don't make me go back mommy satanic ritual abuse book uh, I could ask her, but uh, no, she, good mom, never uh, subject, subjected me to any kind of satanic ritual abuse that I remember. But uh, man, the first book, uh, or the first image that they show in this book is five kids in a circle, one girl covering her eyes, another one playing with a tied up uh, rabbit doll, the teacher looks to be, you know, sitting there with a pumpkin and there's a dude and a chick behind, uh, dressed up as a skeleton and a witch respectively. Um, and it says tonight we will go out trick or treating together 
and then we will have a special celebration in honor of Becky's birthday. Um, then the next page it goes. Mommy said, "Were you good? At, were you a good girl? Did you do everything they told you?" Weird. Uh, Allison, speaking very softly, said, "I was good. I obeyed. My teacher is nice, but I don't like the juice at school. They call it magic juice, but it tastes funny." And the teacher said, "She may be pretty tr- tired, and go to sleep early. She plays. She played so hard today. Sorry, it's written kind of poorly." Um, the 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 image of uh, like next to that text is a mom uh, holding a a blonde child's hand and the child is looking into a rabbit cage where there's like four or five rabbits and uh, in the background there's a kid playing with a car uh, with a younger girl looking up at the car so I I just think that that's weird uh, I don't like the juice at school they call it magic juice it's it's really creepy it gives me a bad feeling. Again, I understand that kids need to know about satanic ritual abuse, but is this the right way? And maybe they don't need to know about it. Maybe just fucking protect your kids. You know, if you don't feel comfortable sending them to public school, I get it. But I don't know. This book goes on here. Um, This seems to be the same book, same art, definitely the same author. Um, This is just a part two in the articles that I was reading from awfullibrarybooks.net. Um, this image is fucking creepy. This is straight out of a scary movie. You've got robed figures. Looks like about five of them adults. There's a rock with a right side up star, uh, pentagram inside of it. There's a noose hanging from a tree and about eight kids. Two or three of them are naked. And, um, the kids are standing in a circle Looks like a, a pentagram drawn in the circle as well. There's a sacrifice-looking table. There's a cross on the table. There's some sort of book. And one of these guys is holding candles. Actually, two of them are. And the uh, little passage for this this art in this book says, Nothing that happens in this circle can be told outside of the circle. There's no way out because there's no end to it. And then it goes on to say, Your parents have given you to us. They know what is happening. Wow. It's mind-blowing to think that this is in a kid's book. Fucking weird. Um, now, the next one is equally disturbing. It's a image of a doctor and a mom in a, you know, a clinical setting and a kid in the foreground laying down pretending that they're dead, uh, dressed up in like almost cartoonishly boyish stuff, like a sailor outfit almost. And the, the passage here says, Doctor, uh, she has terrible nightmares. She won't eat some foods, and she becomes upset when I ask her to wear certain clothes. Something is wrong. She even bit the dog this week. Look at her now, pretending to be dead. I think something bad has happened to her at that daycare center. Okay. And then we go on. You see the same child in a towel getting out of the bath, it looks like, or shower or whatever. And it says, My... Uh, My other mommy said I don't have to use the potty anymore. I don't live at your house. I live at my house, you know. I don't want the medicine on my bottom, and I don't want any more pictures of me in the movie star room. They hurt me, mommy. I'm bad, really bad. (sighs) I mean, maybe I should have read this before I actually started recording this. I looked at some of the pictures and I thought that they were fucking weird to start. 
but geez, um, yeah, it, it's disturbing stuff, man. It really is. And there's many books out there. There's one, there's a satanic activity book for kids. Uh, holy shit. That was just a, I mean, that's dark. It, it's really dark, the stuff. And I, I'd like to get my hands on one of these to actually see if they exist, right? I mean, that, that last one again called, what the hell was that one called? Like, mommy, I don't want to go back or something. Um, let's see. Bear with me here. Sorry. Yeah. Don't make me go back, mommy. Let's see. I'll just check really quick on, uh, while we're on air. Don't make me go back, mommy. Uh, book. Let's see what it says here. Um, sorry for the dead air, guys. That just gets to me. Yep, it is real. It's $81 used on uh, thrift books, $89 on eBay. There's got to be a PDF version of this, too. If there is, I'll post it in the... Uh... Fuck, yeah, $87 for a hard hardcover now, what it is with a description here on Amazon is five-year-old Allison is one in a group of children who are abused and subjugated, subjected to horrible rituals at a perverse daycare center, but with therapy and her parents' love begins the healing process. And again, this is a children's book. 39 reviews on Amazon. What the hell's wrong with people, man? Sorry, this is like the most dead air I've ever had in an episode, I think, just because it's fucking weird. Like, what makes someone think that that a, a children's book... Because even if... I mean, the, if this is happening to a kid, man, you're not going to give them a book and be like, hey, is this relatable? You know, it's... it's uh, Again, very disturbing here. But let's, uh, let's move on to a new one here. Um, the Satanic Children's Book of Activities... Now, this is, uh, they show all of the pages. There's nine pages in this little book. It's not that big. But it clearly is meant for kids. You could see that this could be a gimmicky thing where it's like the satanic big book of activities and it's like for adults, right? I could totally let that go. But uh, the first page is find six differences. Of course, it's six. And they're so easy to spot. I'm retarded and I found all six like instantly. It's clearly made for kids. Um, the next one is a jumble, uh, you know, like there's all the different letters. There's seven words. You have to find what the seven words are. Uh, injustice, it looks like one. I mean, there's there's quite a few. Um, then you have a connect the dots, and it's a goat head with a bunch of numbers around it. I don't know what that would uh, form. They do give the answers later, but they don't show what the connect the dots would be. They have a crossword, um, or I'm sorry, not a crossword, a word search which is extremely easy. I mean, the words are friends, love, care, happiness, acceptance, fun, play, and games. Uh, you have a maze, which I was hoping would have some sort of like pentagram looking thing just because it would be, you know, crazy to talk about something like that. And by the way, all these these pages are meant to be colored in. You have um, Damien and Cerberus, which is the, the dog of the coloring book here. Damien and Cerberus are trying to navigate this dark, dark labyrinth to find the fabled Necronomicon. Can you use your crayon to show them the way? So, you know, you, you got to help this little boy and dog find the Necronomicon through a dark, dark labyrinth. Fun. And then you have this dog sleeping in hell uh, and it's dreaming of something and you're supposed to draw what it's dreaming. Now, what's weird is that, you know, Damien, this kid, 
um, gets sent a message, and you're supposed to decode the message in one of the pages. And the message ends up being, Audi Pressis Mias Satana Blessed Be. Um, I mean, Satan Blessed Be would be the last part of that. I don't know what Audi Pressis Mias means. Uh, sorry if I just cursed you by saying that. I don't know. This is weird shit, though. Like, I get, I get that there's sick people out there and people do weird shit like this. But, um, man, targeting kids in this overly playful way is really a problem, man. I think everyone would have issue with this. You also have Satanic Bedtime Stories. Uh, this is a paperback book, a lot more reasonably priced. Satanic Bedtime Stories is a collection of fables each illustrating the practical applications of the satanic church's nine satanic statements with fun characters. So apparently there is nine. Apologies for saying there was 11. I don't fucking know. Um, Join the young boy Damien as he learns that Satan can be your best friend. Fang the wolf on uh, his journey and learn that humans are... Wait, what? Let me take that back. Fang the wolf on his journey to learn... That humans are as wild and vicious as he? And finally, a practical spider named Lilith who comes to understand that revenge is more effective than turning the other cheek. Okay. Uh, Yeah, so that's the idea. I mean, the satanic church says, like, you know, if someone fucks with you, go fuck them back. Don't just ignore them. I, I mean, I agree with that, right? But, I mean, it, it's just taking the rules of the Bible, the commandments, and really flipping them on their ass. I got to take a sip of beer after reading that fucking Satanic Ritual Abuse book for kids. I would really like to get my hands on that book and, and really flip through the entire thing. It's dark shit, but excuse me. Yeah, it's just scary. See, now you guys know why I drink looking at shit like this. Jeez. Now, we also have, um, and this will be probably the last one that I go through, Compassionate Satanism, an introduction to modern satanic practice. Uh, discover the benefits, the benefits of, <laughs> I'm flustered, sorry. <laughs> discover the benefits of non-theistic Satanism, the dynamic religion taking the world by storm. Get started with this comprehensive, easy-to-understand guide to modern satanic practice by any experienced satanic insider. Hmm, sounds fun. Sounds like uh, you know, people that write these things need their asses kicked, man. I I really don't understand the appeal to try and go after kids. I know that they are the generation, you know, following and and you know, we we need to make sure that these kids have a the the proper indoctrination i mean let's call it what it is if you're if you're teaching a kid to be productive you're indoctrinating them it's indoctrination that's positive i think i think be teaching a kid to, to wake up and to not sit on their ass and just eat junk food and do things like that uh live a productive lifestyle it's indoctrination but i i agree with it i think if we have a society like that of people that are free thinking people that um respect the right authority not just authority as a whole um man parents just have to have a part of their kids lives because who knows you know what knowing that these books are out there um again very much catered to kids these are not ironically written if they are it's not funny there's nothing funny about any of these books literally talking about abuse and rape in a satanic setting 
which there's never a good setting for rape, obviously. But geez, the images in these books are fucking weird. Very, very weird. Now, there's one that's on Reddit. I thought this was an entire list when I clicked on it here. It's just one, but it seems to be uh, Michelangelo sculpting. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm not sure if this is a picture out of a book or what it is. But you can look up. Basically, uh, to finish the thought, it shows a goat driving a moving truck, and there's a Baphomet uh, sculpture in the back. He's doing the as above, so below with his hands. It's uh, carved out of, like, emerald or something, which is significant for sure. But, um, yeah, the comments in these sections are very strange. Um, but, yeah, they make they make a lot of books. The Satanic Church does. The Satanic Temple, they make a lot of books. They make a lot of coloring books, activity books, and it's meant to look harmless and it's meant to be like a fun thing for kids. Um, it makes me kind of a little concerned about any kind of religious coloring books and religious books that that really cater to kids. My mom used to read to me when I was a kid the basic stories of the Bible and they were picture books, right? Like David fighting Goliath, Moses parting the uh, Red Sea or whatever the fuck it was, you know all these different stories that are significant in the Bible, right? Not the, not the more niche ones or the, uh, I guess like the more hidden ones or the ones that are harder to follow, but the big ones, you know, the, the arc. Um, and it was fun. I enjoyed the stories. If she would have shown me these things, I would have enjoyed those too. Right. Um, this is why kids' minds are so important to keep functioning properly. I mean, man, it's weird. That one, that one, that second one that I went through, uh, it's a problem. But I am going to try and get my hands on it. I'm going to see. It's 80 bucks. I don't have that extra money to buy it. Um, I'm buying it used. It's not in print anymore from what I understand. But that is a goal. I, I do want to find that. Speaking of, um, I created a link tree. And I will, uh, you know, to wrap up the episode, if anyone wants to donate to the show, uh, there's a link tree there with my cash app information. I'm not expecting one person to do it, but some people have asked, I figured I'd throw it out there. Um, you know, people get value from the show that I don't fully understand myself. So, you know, if you want to do that, you want to get to the Patreon that way. Um, it has all the links. I'm going to have to set up a lot more links. I'm redoing my store. Um, so there's a lot of things changing over here because I'm just trying to be as efficient as possible. But, uh, I'm going to do my very best to get this $80 children's book and just uh, see it. I think that if I had it and I could take pictures of every single page there, that would be a hell of an episode, a very interesting one. That'll probably only be on Patreon, though. Um, so, yeah. Anyway, still thinking about the the images in that book. I'll post some pictures here on uh, Instagram or something. But uh, thank you guys for supporting the show. I know this was not organized. I, I was flowing until I saw that second book, and I'm sorry about that. Uh, disturbing stuff. I don't. I don't. <laughs> I don't like that shit at all. But anyway, guys, thank you for uh, listening to Dangerous World. Make sure that you check out the um, Monday Night Master Debaters over there. At Great Deception. The week of we just recorded one last night. That was awesome. Awesome. Little Boston came out right there. Um, who did we talk with last night? We talked with uh, Shannon uh, from Secret Squirrel Podcast, and we just shot the shit. It was a chill episode. Talked about some symbolism, which I will be releasing a Patreon episode about symbolism and some really cool symbols that I've come across in this awesome book. 
that I shared on Patreon. It's like 500 pages of different weird symbols and shit. And I am going to do an episode with the Con Men podcast on that same shit. So, um, really just fascinated with the symbol symbol stuff. Uh, sigils, symbols. Um, if you think about it, sigils are in everyday life. Uh, uh, you know, McDonald's, the McDonald's M, that's a sigil. Just because it has, doesn't have Osmodius written in a circle and weird sticks and shapes inside of it doesn't mean it's not a sigil. Um, think of a company logo. Your name could be a sigil. All these things are, are sigils, right? So uh, I, I'm just becoming very interested in it and seeing how it's used to manipulate us and more importantly, how it's used to manipulate kids. These, these people, these young little people that have no choice in what they're taught. It's disturbing to think about. And seeing the way that the education system has been hijacked, that every system that we used to hold sacred is being hijacked. And it, I, I mean, it's it's not boding very well for the people. I'm not trying to be fear porny here, but man, just seeing these these little simple books. I mean, I only went through a couple. Um, what else is out there? What else is going like underground shit that, that they don't show on Amazon but maybe some of these elite people have access to these weird children's books that may make this satanic ritual abuse and, and things that are even worse potentially normalized in a kid's mind, right? I don't know. Um, the, that, that's, that book there advertises that it's to help kids cope with satanic ritual abuse. But in my mind, it's just normalizing it to these kids. Um, if you see something in a children's book and you're a child, it's normalized automatically. So, um, I don't know, freaky shit, but, uh, enjoy this episode that we did with MR Gorga, um, the wicked planet guys, Ron from new England and Buckley. And, um, always, always thanks to Matt from the great deception for being such a humble host and such a nice guy. Really, uh, really fun. We have, uh, some really cool episodes and I'm just really fucking excited and honored that I can be a part of this every week. It is the very best roundtable show out there, uh, bar none. You can't tell me it's not. So enjoy this episode and uh, many, many more to come. Here's to protecting the kids, man. Protect the kids. I don't have kids, but I will protect kids as much as I can. Um, they're the future, man. We got we to gotta do it. Enjoy this one, and thank you. And welcome to another Monday Night Master Debaters. I don't know what's going on. It's October and it's it's definitely spooky season. I mean, I, it seems like something's in the air uh, because lately things have just uh, just continued on the weird pace. And I like it, though. I love fall. Fall is my favorite time of year. Uh, I'm up in New England with uh, my guys over here at the Wicked Planet. So the leaves are changing. I'm up in the mountains, so it's beautiful this time of year. Now, talk to me in about two months, and I won't have the same perspective when everything's dead and brown. But for now, I'm enjoying the colors. So, guys, we got a great show tonight. We have a packed house, and let's start off with the gentleman from Wicked Planet, Ron and Buckley. Welcome, gentlemen. Hey, th thanks, Matt. What's up? How's it going? Good. Good. We've been busy. Yeah. I just got Buckley into the studio to do this show tonight. I wanted to do it from the studio. So that's dragged cool. me off the couch. Yeah. This is Buckley. I'm honored. I, I know what a struggle it is to get you into that place. So, uh, hey, to do it for once, us more than once a week is asking a lot. 
I know. I hear it every week when Ron Ron threatens you with extra shows and <laughs> like I don't know, maybe. So how goes things on the Wicked Planet? It's good. It's good. Yeah, it's just been... keeping the same pace, right? Yeah, yeah. It's been busy. Uh, show numbers are good. We've been putting out a little bonus episode every week now, uh, going on for a few weeks. We're going to see how that goes. But uh, yeah, it's all good. We got, uh, you know, a lot of new shows just came out. We got a bunch of interesting stuff coming up. I think this week's show is going to be a real interesting one because. uh, Why? Well, I haven't had a chance to talk to Buckley yet, but. He doesn't tell me anything. Well, no, because, you know, last last week, Sean wasn't able to come in, right? So. So I believe Sean's going to be in the house. Uh, today's Monday, right? Yeah, Wednesday. That show will be out on Thursday, and he's got some interesting stuff he wants to talk about, which nothing new for him. But yeah, I I love where he takes the show, though. Yeah. You know, he takes it down a, a different angle and different route, and he has a lot of old knowledge that you know I don't I don't even have that kind of knowledge, and and his biblical knowledge is off the charts. So some of the analogies he can draw in comparisons it's 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 impressive well we have some of that coming up this week uh <laughs> you know we don't like to get too biblical but i do like how things relate to biblical st- uh, scripture that sean knows a lot about and uh, a lot of the you know satan worshiping stuff i think that's what we're going to be covering this week should be a good show nice nice well thanks for joining guys thank you ah uh, uh, Mr. Koga, this is the first time I'm talking to you, sir. How are you doing? I'm doing great, thank you. How are you? It's a pleasure to speak with you. Definitely a pleasure as well. How? So, what have you been into lately? Uh, well, I've been promoting my uh, my book, uh, "Demons Among Us: Shocking Real Life Stories from the Paranormal." Um, it is an Amazon number one bestseller, so uh, it's been kind of keeping me uh, pretty busy. And uh, when I'm not promoting, uh, I'm writing or I'm getting frustrated with technical difficulties on my computer. <laughs> <laughs> we, no one knows who you're talking about there. No, no not at all. No, no. <laughs> and in this day and age where we're so reliant on tech, it's that much more frustrating. That's it so frustrating. It is. <laughs> oh, I feel I feel your pain there. So now the book, when did you release it? Um, it was actually, uh, when was 20, uh, 21 or was I, uh, 20? Yeah. I want to say like 2021. So it's been out for a while. Um, but, uh, uh, but people tend to want me have the, want me on their shows during this season. So, uh, <laughs> it seems to be, uh, fitting for the season. So it's been out for a while, but it's, you know, it's, it, it takes, um, you know, it's not like a set it and forget it. You really kind of have to work a book. Um, and, you know, once you release it, it's just that you just don't put it on Amazon, but you have a lot of uh, promoing to do and a lot of like interviews to do. And, uh, and so uh, that's why, uh, that's why I'm here now. Well, I appreciate you making the time for us. Definitely. Thank you. Thank you for having me on. And Rye, last not but not least, how's it going, man? Muted. You're muted, Ryan. I guess I'm muted. That's how this goes, dude. You know, this is my first time. But uh, yeah, no, uh, just just hanging out, man. Having a good time watching a lot. And I'm curious to see what you guys are watching this time of year. Watching a lot of Tales from the Crypt on YouTube. (laughs) So I've been pretty excited about that. But um, Ron, you mentioned something right away that got me like, you know, I do these intros for these things like a week later. 
And there's this guy, Dimitri Daskalakis. I don't know if you guys have heard of this dude, but I want to talk about him a little bit uh, in here just because he's a creepy, satanic uh, political figure, I guess. He's he's the head of the monkeypox response. So pretty, pretty interesting cat. But have you guys looked into him? Where did you come across him? From this website called uh, Vigilant, Vigilant Citizen. Mm-hmm pretty decent website i you have to pay for it but i figured if they have like good articles like this i wouldn't wouldn't mind paying for it so found this and it's a weird dude so i want to get into him for sure um, i've never heard of him honestly anybody else heard of him i've never heard of him yeah okay well yeah well we'll, we'll talk about him a little bit maybe pull up his instagram or something because he is a freak but anything going on with you matt and the great deception no, we're we're battling the old world battle. It's fun right now. Uh, there's a whole nice divide and conquer uh, agenda going on right now. So it, it's fun to watch people scatter and jump off the bandwagon and hop on one bandwagon to another. And it's 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 this typical round and round we go with the people in in this arena that we're in. Matt, are you talking about podcasters? podcasters instagrammers a lot of people yeah we've Mm. noticed i i for one have noticed a change in a lot of the people uh that that not only that we've dealt with have done shows with have have had long relationships with just kind of changing in the last you know month or so you know big big time i'm sure you guys have noticed it too so uh, I don't know. I, I we're just taking a different approach. You know, we we don't want to get caught up in any of that drama that's going on. We don't have any time for that. Nope. Yeah, you can't associate with some people, man. And it's it's interesting how it goes. But um, are, with that whole idea with the uh, with the old world and the new world, is there people that are saying like Tataria is all bullshit or like that whole thing that you guys been pushing is is a uh, psyop or something? Or because I'm I'm well, all for the uh, the going away from the spirituality. Well, like what it is, is, is the whole I mean, the whole idea of, of Tartaria from the get go, I kind of thought was was ridiculous, you know, because it's this utopia, perfect society, you know, free energy. It's kind of like Woodstock on steroids. Mm. Right. But then you include all this fantastical architecture and everything like that on top of it. Well, you know, I kind of called that out from the beginning when I started digging into the old, you know, old books and texts from like the 16 and 1700s. There's nothing that at that time. So I can't say anything prior to that. But the text that I read didn't show any evidence of of anything of the sorts. So you get into it then. And now there's people coming out. So so I kind of poo-pooed it from the beginning. But now you got people coming out saying that it's a Marxist um, <laughs> and communist psyop. <laughs> so it's Everything driving is. people towards marxism and communism and i'm like ah, how is I that feel... and and then you get the the bible thumpers who come around and claim well it's satanic and i i'm just sick of hearing that argument for anything that goes against any you know per- religious person's belief is the instant attack is it's satanic and that's like kind of the weakest argument out there it's like calling somebody racist you know i mean it's, it's... the go-to matt yeah, it's to go to just like you said, like calling somebody. If you got nothing else to go with, you just say the racist or the anti-Semitic. Oh, they're a Nazi. Yeah, well, that too. Yeah, so, so, but I mean, I, clearly there's demons amongst us, and I'm really interested to see what uh, Mr. Gorga has to say. Yeah, 
it's it's satanic dude i say it all the time man <laughs> I'm kidding. it's been like hack it's been uh kind of told to us that it's hacked to say that but i, I don't think you can say it enough right now with the way that the government's acting. I think no, it's nothing it's, short of satanic. It's not. I mean, I don't know where you guys want to take this show, but there are uh, there are dark powers. The reason why I actually wrote uh, wrote Demons Among Us was not just to share some really kind of creepy personal and historical stories, which I did, which the book does very well. Uh, but it was also to kind of open the eyes to what's happening behind the scenes of the unseen world. And there's dark powers, demonic influences, and there's uh, a lot happening behind the scenes there. And I kind of cover uh, a lot of ground um, on various uh, spiritual, um, uh, various spirit influence, spirit uh, influences and uh, and how it functions in the world around us in, a, in and around our everyday lives without even knowing it. And so um, and, and so th the reason I wrote it was to just kind of like sound the alarm of these things are are functioning uh, in and around our lives. I like MR how you go back in, in the beginning in your introduction, you reference the book of Enoch. Mm -hmm. And that's something that us uh, on our show with our friend anonymous Sean have been kind of slowly diving back into that and working our way forward with our series. Uh, you guys are familiar with our series, the Babylon and beyond. And, and I think we're going to be getting back on that starting this week with some of the stuff that Sean has, has up for us. But I don't, I don't think anybody with a half a brain that looks into any of this stuff can deny just like what Ryan just said, there's a lot of demonic stuff going on in, in the fact that they're trying to normalize it. Yes. Is, is yep. what really what really make, should make you suspect because I'm an older guy. You know, I lived a lot of life and I see it. Yep. It's, very see it. it's now. pretty clear, but I, but the, the change since just before this whole last two years that we yes. just, you know, without saying words that are going to get us into trouble, you know, going up to the, the last couple of years and then, it, then it's like, an, it just a switch turned on. That's right. Yeah. All this stuff came to the forefront. They're doing it right in front of us. They are no yeah. longer hiding it. Right. They know that they have to push their agenda, which leads me to believe, are we getting close to some form of end time? I mean, I don't want to be doom and gloom, but why is there such a full court press on all this satanic inversion, This, the things that they're doing with the kids in school, the way they're trying to teach the kids, yeah. the way that they're working their depopulation agenda? which yeah. we all know what they're doing there. The stuff they're spraying in the sky. I mean, this has really come to the forefront over the last couple of years. I'm just trying to figure out what is the reason for it. And do you have any idea on that, MR? Yeah, I do. Uh, a lot of it is for uh, control and uh, driving us into the Antichrist beast system, mm -hmm. meaning that um, uh, biblically, the end times or the end days, there's a one world monetary system and it's marked by um, what the you know what the Bible calls uh, the mark of the beast, and the mark of the beast might sound hokey, um, or even comical, but what it actually is is a, it's a it's a beast, uh, it's it's a satanic or a um, monetary system that dominates and controls humanity, and they're going to be a what the Bible or the prophet uh, who wrote 
this prophecy 2000 or so years ago, saying that he, the Antichrist, causes all both small and great to receive a mark in their right hand or their foreheads, uh, and none will be able to buy or sell or trade without it. So what's coming is a monetary system that's going to have something in our hands. He called it a mark, but we would know it today as a chip or yep, a microchip. Yeah. See, he, and the, the prophet himself could not have said um, a microchip because it was nowhere even yeah. in their lexicon. <laughs> so he would have had to describe it as he would have been able to describe it according to his days, right? So that's why he called it a chip. Well, I mean, he called it a mark, right? And so what this mark or what this chip does is it allows you to buy, sell, or trade. Um, but without it, you won't be able to buy, sell, or trade. That means that you, when you take this thing, that initiates you into this antichrist financial system, economic system, a world system. Um, and I don't think there's any getting out of it. Uh, because what it does is you take this thing that basically means you're in allegiance with this antichrist system. And that's why there's going to be uh, believers and followers of Christ who don't take this because they know what it is. Right. And but there's going to be just like how people were driven to fear to put their masks on. This is I believe that that was a test run or a soft launch for how these things are going to look like and how they're going to go with driving people into taking this mark in their hand. That's what I, that's what I was going to ask you. Cause as soon as you say that, that just brings up everything that happened in 2020 and 2021 mm -hmm. with the different passes and, yes. you know, and they're trying to get digital IDs and yep. getting you to digital currency. That's right. And, and, and what you see is you're already starting to see the, the negative side of it. Right. Where right. you see some of these celebrities like Kanye recently, who <laughs> is now being told that he cannot bank with Chase Bank because of comments that he made on social media. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah we're on dangerous it, ground. and they're trying to now link the two. Yeah. And that's I think that's where you're kind of going with this right into that yes. one that that beast system where everything's connected. And if you're not in the system or on their team, so to yes. speak. You can't play ball. You can't play ball. And what it is, it's about uh, control. Yeah. Have you heard? And it's always been about the, control. Uh, have you heard of the uh, project Lucid? By, uh, I by, have. I'm not sure exactly what it is, though. I believe it's by Tex Mars. We talked about this on one of our shows. And he's, he essentially he writes about a lot of this satanic, like, beast uh, system that's going to be put into play. So that's I, right. That's right. If you're, you know, into that stuff, you should go check that book out because he has like a whole thing on it, and he's been talking for a very long time. But yeah, I did have I, a question. Oh, I did have a question for you because you were we were bringing up COVID, and um, you know, we've talked about before how you know the whole COVID, um, the whole COVID agenda, and basically uh, how it played out was very similar in comparison to like satanic rituals and how they're uh, performed. So maybe you can kind of talk a, a, a little bit about that, like how they might be similar, because we see like the masks, the isolation and stuff like that. I don't know how um, satanic uh, in nature it was. I, I believe it was driven 
um, by, you know, uh, demonic powers or people who are driven by demonic powers. Um, and so, and whether they're operate, whether they know they're functioning in or operating under, um, it, it, they may even be just have been, you know, working under this, the influence and not even knowing it because this is how these satanic powers work right you think it's a, right. a, a they live type scenario where mm -hmm. you know with not I'm, I'm not saying you know with a certain pair of glasses but you know with a certain perspective you can see the demons in 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 certain people and and you can see the pure people that aren't possessed yeah i mean i think it's really come very clear now that it's us and them Right. I mean, 20 years ago, it was, you know, it was kind of blurred. You could see things kind of like uh, kind of a little bit. And but now it's just I think the separation is so stark um, that it is really is good against evil. I mean, look what, what we're fighting against. Um, really, we're going to have transvestites in our schools teach like uh, reading to our kids. Why? Yeah. Why? Why do you want our kids? Because there's an evil force behind it. There's an evil agenda behind it, right? Why do you want our boys? Why do you want our boys acting like girls? Because there's an evil and a force and an agenda behind it. Why do you, you know, and, and it just goes on and on and on. And these things, I believe, are people animated by evil. Well, now some people that aren't such, um, and I'm not saying you're a Bible thumper because I totally agree with what you're saying, but yeah, if, no, I'm a Bible thumper. Well, no, I know, but I'm not like that. That's kind of, you know, portrayed as a negative. So I'm not saying that you are, cause like I said, I agree with what you're saying, Yeah, but I like some people that, that don't come at it from that religious perspective would say that it's communism that's doing this. And that we're still in like the cold war type stuff where it's mm. capitalism versus communism. So yeah. If, if that was the case, would you say that communism's of the devil? Because I don't necessarily think that. I think it's a system created by man that uh, is, is, for lack of a better term, somewhat of a distraction for like some, some real dark shit that's going on behind the Well, curtain. I would say let's look across its history and see what good communism has done for its societies. Yeah, nothing. And, and religion, MR. Because yeah, religions. Yeah. Well, I mean, would you talk about... In communist countries, that's one of the first things they outlaw is religion. That's right, because they don't, because want, they don't want people to have that connection to the to God or Jesus. Or, that's right. Or, and or and again, Ron, hope, or what did we hope. see in 2020? What did they shut down in 2020? Churches, that's right. That's right? right. Like Worship. A place where, and if you, I mean, this this really, you know, irks me, because if you think about the, the powers of church, right, the healing powers of church, yes. to take that away, Aside from the social aspect of it, the, the physically healing side of it and, and emotionally side, that's where they robbed people. And that made even more people sick. And yeah, I think. Yeah, no, it was it was, uh, you know, it was um, this to see this stuff is kind of orchestrated. And when you have, when you the, the powers that be know the power of, of God, they know the power of prayer, they know the power of worship uh, and they know. Um, that their that power is greater than than all of their power, and that's why they that's why every communist country has to shut down prayer. That's why every communist country has to take away the Bibles, burn the Bibles. That's why every communist country has to take away this power because they know there's power 
in this book. They know there's power in these words. They know there's power in this living God. And that's why they, they want complete control. So they think by destroying or trying to destroy uh, the word of God is going to uh, give them more control over these people. And so, uh, but yeah, in that case, yeah, we are talking that it's demonic because, you know, who would take away the word of God from people other than something, you know, malevolent. Against it. Yeah. MR, what do you think of uh, the theory of the, uh, where they use the PCR to eradicate the VMAT2 gene, which is the God gene that's inherently in people's DNA? Wow. Um, Have you heard of that? I know. Um, please enlighten me. Okay. So, so there was a theory that some people had stated that after they had received their PCR test, mm. that their connection to God disappeared. Yeah, that's, that's very, very interesting. I mean, there was nothing, there was nothing good behind this, you know, there, but you know, there was nothing good uh, behind any of this. This was, this was all a plan. This was all uh, an orchestrated attack against humanity. Um, and so to me, there was, there was nothing good behind this. There is, why are, why are these people dying? And they're saying, oh, we don't know the cause yet. Well, we don't like know the cause, yeah, just unknown yeah, causes. Like, yeah, but they have no idea. idea. But they're giving them anal swabs. Right, right, right. Come on. Right. So, yeah, I don't know if it, I don't know if it wipes out like the God gene. I mean, you know, God, God is God. He can override anything. Uh, and so, um, I, I don't know if it's so much a matter of wiping out God, but it would not put it past me for someone to actually try. I think that, yeah, to break that, that soul that. connection almost, yeah. right? Right. Trying to do that with vaccines because I've seen some right. stuff where they the actual videos, about, yeah, videos. Yeah, wow. About like development of uh, some sort of part of a vaccine that goes and does that essentially wow yeah so this is the first i'm actually hearing of but listen when it comes down to uh evil and when it comes down to um you know like humanity and mankind nothing 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 uh nothing shocks me nothing surprises me at the level of uh, that evil is is willing to go and so there's there's no end to it so it, it would not surprise me that there's some you know crazy person out there it says hey we're just going to try to take away god from the soul you know uh, with an injection and you know nothing 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 surprises me in that regard for sure it's possible in in your book in your research for your book did you come across anything that that shocked or surprised you uh yeah no that's a great that's a great question i mean uh there's there's a lot of stuff that's shocking and um uh, the, the chapter two is called uh, American Demoniac, and that was the first fully documented eyewitness case of demonic possession in American history. The story itself is shocking uh, between a 16-year-old maid and the, and the town minister. And, uh, you know, so it, it, she was exhibiting very some strange signs. So he took to a journal and started journaling a blow by blow. So this, this whole story, uh, chapter two, is absolutely, you know, shocking. Um, yeah, there. Oh, yeah, yeah. One of the other things that that really shocked me was um, I make the connection um, between today's opioids and uh, and ancient mysticism and ritualistic cult, um, ritualistic cults and ritualistic sects and you know ritualistic religions. Um, 
So back, uh, back in ancient times, they would use um, an opioid or a, uh, from the, an opiate from the poppy plant. They would use the poppy plant um, in order to open themselves up uh, to the spirit realm in order to hear um, if, you know, if one was like the oracle, they would use these, um, they would use a variation of the opioid or the poppy um, to open up their spiritual senses in order to receive information. But what they were actually doing is, yes, they are receiving information, but they were receiving information from malevolent uh, spirits, evil, evil spirits. So you can open yourself up um, to this realm um, through, through the use of, of that. It like takes away a protective barrier of the spirit and allows these, um, these forces to, you know, to communicate, right? And so the, I make the connection between this ancient mysticism and, um, and, and today's uh, pharmaceuticals uh, and I relate it through a story of a 12-year-old boy who was uh, one night, takes a shotgun, walks up the stairs uh, to his grandparents' bedroom, blows them both away. And then he goes down, he steals the truck, and he's gone a joyride. I think he even set the house on fire. I, I, I can't quite remember. But And so anyway, so when this kid was in court, he said, um, uh, why did you do this? And he says, I was hearing voices. And it's like, well, what were the voices saying? And it says they were saying kill. And it was like they were coming so fast and it was so fast and, and, so, and so hard. The only way uh, to make this, these voices stop was to do what it was commanding me to do. And the connection was, is that he was just put on these opioids for depression, right? And so, so these people, and I make these other connections where there's three other stories, they said the same thing. I'm hearing voices, I'm hearing voices. And so I make this connection as like, so what I believe is happening is this, today's opioids or synthetic version of it from the poppy plant, because we still cultivate, we still use the poppy plant for our, today's opioids. And instead of using it for ritualistic cults and ritualistic religion and cult sex, as they did in the past, um, these powers still uh, apply. And so I believe people are ingesting these forms of drugs and opening them up into a spirit uh, dimension without them even knowing it because they think it's prescribed by a doctor and the, the spiritual protection is, is gone. It's opened them up into to the spiritual influence. And they're and that's hearing what the voices. British did to the Chinese too. Is that right? With, with the, heroin, with the opioid crisis. Yeah, yeah. Back yeah. then, that yeah. isn't wow. Well, dude, so... you know the thing that you're mentioning right now sounds a lot like the Salvador Ramos thing. You know, the the shooter in Texas. You mm. know, the mm. that shot up the school. Yeah. Ron and I talked about this. Huh. This guy goes and kills his grandma, and then goes and shoots up a bunch of kids. And he was on SSRI supposedly, or whatever the hell those are. Mm. SRIs mm. or SSRIs. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I mean, you know, there's something to that stuff. There is. And then, you know, whether he was looking at supposedly ketamine clinics are huge there yeah. in Texas, too. So, I mean, that could be something. But there's something to that, man. I think that, yeah, there's a lot of uh, a lot of people that are trying to say that they're gaining spiritual enlightenment are using some sort of drugs. And I think that yes. these darker entities are more 
subject to like get involved with yes. people, then I mean, you're not going to reach God through doing any kind of psychedelics, I don't think. <laughs> no, in fact, I think what I believe is they're opening themselves up into the spirit realm or the spirit world, uh, hot, unprotected. So it's basically, I, I liken it to like jumping into a shark tank <laughs> full of sharks. And there you could just imagine what would happen if you were unprotected jumping into a, a tank full of sharks. That's what it would be like entering into the spirit realm unprotected. When it's the average dummy protected. Unprotected, I mean um, that you're, you, you have no... Ill-prepared. Ill-prepared, unprotected, meaning that um, there is a, you know, I know guys don't want to talk about like this stuff, but there is a, a God protection, right? And there's a protection and a barrier in Jesus Christ. And so when you enter into the spirit world without this protection, you're wide open. So to and, be protected, you have to like be believe in God or Jesus essentially. Yes. It doesn't hurt. <laughs> well, I think kind of what you're saying too, is like, it's the average, it's the average dummy that learns about the chakras and the zodiological signs. And they think that they're fully awake. Yeah. And then they're like, now I'm going to contact the creator mm -hmm. and they're going to they're going to do some ayahuasca or something. Right. And what what enters their consciousness is not right. Divine. It's, it's something not God. It's something yeah. posing as that. I always say yeah. that, like, the devil's not going to come to you and say that, like, I'm going to fuck you in hell for eternity. It's going <laughs> to no. come to you as something that you want. It's going to be right. something very positive. Yeah, no, you're 100 percent right. And um, so, yeah, so that that word too, like um, where we get our our word pharmacy from is in the Greek is called pharmakia or pharmakoi. And that word itself means sorceries. Mm. So, and that's what was, you know, uh, that's what was used for the sorceries that were in these ancient, you know, mystical cults and everything like that. So, uh, and it's, that's what we're doing now is we're performing sorceries by ingesting this thing without even knowing it, opening the cell up to this demonic, uh, to this, to this realm. Well, look at the symbol for medicine. It's two snakes and a wizard staff, dude. You know, it's like, <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. I was gonna say, like, uh, yeah, I've done a fair amount of hallucinogenics and drugs, and I know mm -hmm. a amount of people who have also done that, and but you know, who don't openly accept God or Jesus, or even necessarily believe in God or Jesus, but they don't don't become possessed or spiritually attacked. Yeah, or, you know, sure, of course. Or what they just like don't think they're worth it <laughs> no i'm sure listen you could do lsd you could take the mushrooms and you know and uh you know and, and not experience any any of the stuff but uh you know, keep to keep taking it and see what happens well i know plenty of people who do yeah yeah happen. i think also okay. it, it, i mean this this uh spiritual attack can come in many different shapes sure and sizes, that's and right it could yeah be very Minimal. I mean, you could be. Yeah. I see you're drinking a buzz ball there. I like those a lot. Um, <laughs> yeah, women, yeah. women owned company. <laughs> yeah, those are fun. But uh, yeah, I, I think um, having some sort of addiction could be a, a form of a spiritual attack. It doesn't yeah. need to necessarily mean that you're crawling on the ceiling upside down and turning yourself inside out and shit. You know? No, it's true. It's true. And it, you know, and there's other there's there's many other doorways too. It's not just you know taking shrooms or eating LSD. Um, you know, there's there's many other avenues that these spirits have 
access into your life. And that could be, you know, uh, and when I talk about in the book is that they're actually um, spirits of various things. They have names, like we all have names, but they're better known by their roles or their functions. Meaning that um, one can be um, oppressed by a spirit of fear. A fear is a spirit. Uh, depression is spirit, a spirit of depression, anxiety, a spirit of greed, uh, spirits of hate, um, you know, spirits of suicide, um, you know, and, and just all these different avenues, spirits of lust or whatever. And when the, the prolonged use of these behaviors actually opens you up to uh, to influence, uh, you know, dark powers uh, influencing you know, MR, the life. MR, I feel that some people are predisposed to it, uh, in my opinion. They're, mm. they're very, what's the word uh, uh, that uh, Buckley likes to use? Susceptible. Yeah. They're malleable to it. Malleable. So, mm. so uh, I, think, I, I think there's strong people. I think there's weak people. Well, yeah, there's, there's sensitive, right? On both ends, Ron. There's people who are very sensitive and people who don't even notice. They mm -hmm. go through with blinders on. Mm. I just I think it's interesting though because a lot of the stuff you were you were talking about was like uh, kind of like mental health uh, type of things like depression, anxiety, uh, suicidal ideations, and stuff like that. Um, I mean, wh so what do you think of like the mental health kind of field in that whole realm? Is that just kind of like uh, do you think there's anything nefarious behind that? Uh, I don't know about that. I, I think that um, there is a line, there are psychoses, and there are things of that nature. Um, I think when, you know, when we have these extreme forms of, uh, of mental behaviors, I mean, you know, I'm no doctor, just let me just put that out there. Okay. But I do believe that it's um, a pastime to start looking at these things from a spiritual perspective a little more uh, closely um, you know, instead of just slapping the term crazy on people, because some people, right. So some people are just, you know, so some people are really struggling, um, with a spiritual, a supernatural condition, and we're trying to medicate it with natural means. And these people are never going to be set free. And so, um, so my, my thing is these things, start needs to start be taken a little bit more seriously instead of just oh you're crazy or you know, can't be religious or it can't be demonic or it can't be this you know because when you're talking about the supernatural it's beyond the doctor's knowledge yeah it's beyond well, it it's and almost so, like you have to treat their soul right you have to get down yes. to that level it's, that's right and, yes. and that's where the damage has taken place and and yes. doctors doctors nowadays rely on the computer They'll yeah. type in your symptoms in the computer and spit it back. They can't think outside the box down right. to that level, down to an actual root cause, right? right? Like, and right. that would be, you have, you have a, a soul issue at that yes. point. There, there is yes. a deep rooted issue within you yes. that you need to address. Yes. The Moderna CEO admitted that the COVID vaccine, at least from Moderna, was created by AI. It wasn't even made <laughs> by oh any. It, it didn't take a live sample. I heard it oh on BlackRock's podcast. So, I mean, it's not like some conspiracy podcast. The dude, he's a French dude in his voice, straight up saying we didn't even have any anything to do with the virus to create this. We created it with artificial intelligence and they Ooh, thought it was. Did you hear that? Like all of finance and 
throughout like the entire world is basically controlled by AI, like through Blackrock. Yeah. yeah, it's through like, the uh, robot. I forget. Aladdin is Aladdin. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, it's fun. wow. Yeah, but, yeah. <laughs> it's the, the mental health thing too. I think it's interesting because it's like, you know, you think about these like uh, demonic spiritual attacks or whatever, and they sometimes come across as like depression or anxiety mm-hmm. or wh- whatever else. But then it's like when you talk about the the drugs opening up, uh, yeah. opening people up and making them more dis- susceptible. Yeah. Well, it's like when people have like depression, they take antidepressants, and then it kind of seems like it is opening them up even more to being spiritually attacked. Or, makes it worse. Yeah, yeah it could it be. Yeah, you need more and more to kind of subdue that that thing. I, I just don't think that uh, in in you know certain cases that uh, opioids are the answer. I, I will say, Buckley, I think this is just my opinion. I think that the mental health craze, because um, I was actually at the that concert that I went to with my dad. We went and saw Shine Down. It was pretty dope. I'm not really a fan of the band, but it was dope. Um, <laughs> it was good. It was honestly really good. But, um, you know, they've been. No, no. My dad's not even drinking right now. So we just barely had like two beers. He's on a like strict diet. So we, we just chilled, you know, it was time with the old man. Yeah. But they've been talking about mental health for a long time. And I was telling my dad, you know, before we went there, you know, this mental health push thing is bullshit, I think. And he was agreeing because I think what it is, man, this is again, my opinion. I think it's an excuse for people to not do their fucking jobs and to not get shit done. That's just me because Mm. there's a lot of people out there all around the world that really struggle, but they don't have the time and the, the fortunate ability to sit there and be like, you know what? I don't feel great today. I don't want yeah, to. That's go that. And... That's that whole strong men weak times paradigm, exactly. right? You know, exactly. and that's where we're in. We're in a, a where we're weak, and it's acceptable to just drown in this instead of you know. And like you're saying, you just have too much free time. Well, yeah. when did this get huge? It got huge if you remember with Simone Biles canceling mm-hmm. out of the Olympics because she, she was struggling with mental health. Dude, mm-hmm. if you well, do that, it got like, big. It was big way before killed. that. Like me. No, man, not not like it was after Simone Biles, man. You know, when a, when an Olympic star, arguably one of the greatest athletes of all time, Simone Biles, right, doing this on the on the global stage with the Olympics platform, it skyrocketed from them. Yeah, it's crazy. So yeah, and, and she she failed her country. You know, she failed herself. It's I it's mean, goofy. I mean, I think an argument could be made that a lot of mental health issues are put into the patient's head by the physician or maybe healthcare worker or something like that. And and it ultimately could be just an avenue to sell drugs. I agree with that. I agree that. Okay. All right. So, you know, you're not just having a bad day. You've got a serious problem here. Take these. That's right. Yeah. And then like when these people are on these types of drugs, these antidepressants, this is when they're, going nuts i mean look at all these like mass shootings nine times out of ten the perpetrator is on some form of medication that's yeah. psychological yeah and I, and I think it's it's a dangerous thing to play with right it is and well i think that the doctors are are the the modern day pushers so you don't have to stand on the street corner and, and oh, sling a, drugs you just put on a white lab coat and you know sling the uh you know the, the latest opioid, you know? 
It's like our government and the mafia. But what were you going to say, Buckley? Brian, mm-hmm. I was going to say, I agree with you, like with the, the whole push thing and kind of like what I think is like, because I worked in the mental health field for a, a while and like I agree with a, a lot of what you're saying. I do think there's this other side of like people who actually do benefit from therapy because they've sure tragic, oh, yeah. terrible shit. But I do think it is being pushed towards and on people that like don't really have issues maybe yeah. they just uh aren't happy with the way things are going right because it's being so heavily publicized so like oh well maybe i have a mental health issue and i need to go see a therapist yeah i need to go get on medications where it's like well actually maybe you just got to go work on the goals that you want to achieve or like go exercise yeah. more or something or eat better. i would be i would be interested to know the statistics of how many people are affected by mental health pre-social media and during to post social media hey hey ron and i and, feel as though social media gives people these false not false goals but a false reality of how people are actually living their lives it's true and when they look yeah. at their own life and they're like wow why can't i do that and I'm trying to, I mean, look at how many female influences there are out. I mean, it is ridiculous. I like yeah. all of them. And, it, well, <laughs> and they're all hot. We, yeah, we, we like to pick booty ones at least. But yeah. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, the point is, is that people always are going to portray how wonderful their life is. And oh, I'm traveling and right. I have the best husband or the best wife or best family, whatever. Look at my car. Look at this. Look at that. Like, like I don't post any pictures of any of that stuff and I've got yeah. some nice stuff, <laughs> but yeah. it's like, that's, that's my business. That's nobody else's business. Right. Right. But what I'm right. saying is people look at that and they're like, man, I, I must be a total loser. I can't do that. I'm just working this nine to five job. And, and, and in a lot of cases, they're not working at all. They're hanging out in their mom's basement. <laughs> yeah. And this is, and this yeah. is where the, it's self-inflicted mental in- instability really is what I'd like to call it. Well, yeah, it is. I mean, I think it's creating. Yeah, the only way. Yeah, the only actually, way yeah, sorry. Society creates it, though. I think you're. I think you're right, Mr. Because if yeah. we look at this, this is a cyclical pattern. If mm-hmm. we go back to the mid 1800s, what did we start seeing? Early to mid 1800s, you start seeing the rise of insane asylums. Right. And and that that rose and and played out through the you know probably the early 50s, yeah. I would say, and then yeah. that shut down, and and then all of a sudden mental health disappeared mm-hmm. right i mean yeah. it didn't go away but right there were harder times so people right. didn't pay as much attention they fought through families dealt with it exactly yeah in uh internally yeah and and now we we're at a point where we're at a really bad point because mental illness is at an all-time high mm-hmm. and there aren't people able to deal with it there aren't enough resources the families aren't able to deal with it yeah. so these people are, are aren't able to even cope and so it just snowballs, I feel like. And yeah. it's just getting worse and worse and worse as the days go on. Yeah, I There's, think so too. I think that we... Crazy. I'm sorry, go ahead. Therapists are just as crazy as the people that receive. Oh, that's, yeah, that's yeah. the thing. They oh, would yeah. have you the think doctors? that they're so sane. I'm like, this lady's probably out of her skull. Like, yeah, which, who knows what, what's how many pills is life? she on? <laughs> right, exactly. There's a <laughs> lot of, uh, like what Ron said, you know, uh, you know, social media is causing the you know problems and all this stuff but then there's also this completely different group of people that just wants to fit in 
with the other people that have mental disorders and, uh, you know, self-diagnosed more often than not. Mm. If it's in your Instagram bio that you're suffering from depression, it's probably bullshit. Yeah. You know, oh, yeah. Ryan, and, feel like a part of a community. And I saw this firsthand, yeah. <laughs> right? When I was, when I was coaching teenagers, right? You'd have one, yeah, yeah. one of them would come up with a, oh, you know, I, I I'm depressed. And then, then another one, all of a sudden, and he, he would try it. And then the next, another one would try it. And it was like a disease that spread around. Mm. And I don't even think they knew what depression really was, but it was an easy out nowadays because they right. saw it around them as, oh, well, if I use this excuse, I can get out of stuff. Well, and yeah, that makes it even harder because now you can't tell whether it's real or whether these kids are just feeding up because it's in TV shows. Now it's on, mm -hmm. to, you know, it's in movies, it's out there. So it's showing them what it is to be depressed. So they can say, oh, yeah, I kind of feel like that. So yeah, I'm that. Yeah. Well, this is creating it. Oh, the black mirror is the word. And yeah, so this is the antichrist. This right is creating there. is every time, you know, our, our brains are now craving the, the dopamine hit of a like, or uh, like, ooh, look at look look at me now. Look at look who texted me now. So you get this this dopamine shot, right? For you know, and it's a false, it's a false high. Yeah. And so I, I you know, and I, I think their studies show that this is actually creating depression. I don't, I don't know the exact study, but I believe this is actually creating depression. And then we go to the pills to stop the depression. Yeah. So we're you know, in this well, that's like Pfizer. Pfizer creates a vaccine that might cause myocarditis. And then they come out with a vaccine for myocarditis. That's right. That's some riot they got. Right. Yeah. I, I <laughs> but what know. you were saying, MR, about the, the black mirror, um, I, I deal with it on a on a smaller basis with my son when he plays mm -hmm. video games mm -hmm. now he's not playing these rampage shoot him games but just the fact that he goes on there and starts playing these games when i have to sh when i sh sh tell him it's time to shut it off there are times when he is physically angry oh yeah you know it yeah. is a it is you just see it it's a rage in him that he had you took away that drug from him yeah that rush that he was getting yeah. And then you have to give him five minutes just to cool down, breathe it out. And then mm. he comes back, but you're, you're absolutely right. Yeah. And, and these parents, what do they do now? Oh, just take the phone, you know, uh, just go, go ahead, go watch TV. You're fine. Yeah. Go watch YouTube. You'll be yeah. good. Well, I saw a woman in the park the other day <laughs> and she was uh, strolling her kid and the kid must've been about, I don't even know, two. And he was watching cartoons on the, on a little tablet. And the mom was pushing the kid while looking at her phone in the park, in the park. And I'm like, OK, this is exactly what's wrong with society right now. We are doomed. And that's the problem. You are absolutely right. That's doomed, where yeah. we are going with this. People yeah. cannot detach from yeah. the, the it's not reality. No, right? the black not. mirror is not reality. And that's what people don't understand. They, mm -hmm. they it has become reality to most. Yeah. And, and think of the panic. That ensues in some people when they forget their phone. Oh my gosh, it's crazy! I mean, you might yeah. as well cut off their hand at that point. They'd rather yeah. lose a hand or a foot than leave their phone at home. Yeah, yeah, it's scary. It I is scary. That, I think that the depression that is brought on by people that are so tied up in social media, and you know, and I don't think it's as much the phone. I mean, we use the, we use the idea of calling it the black mirror, or whatever. The phone itself is not what's doing it. It's it's the freaking social media apps. Exactly. Yes. Yes. Right? Yes. 
So, uh, so uh, you know, I on the weekends now, I hardly even look at social media. I don't go near it. I mean, hey, Ron, all of us guys with our podcast, like we use social media to get our info out. Mm-hmm. Right. So, so it's a tool for us. Yes. You know, but I mean, I admit, you know, you know, if I don't look at my phone for five or six hours, I'll go to it. And then, you know, you say, oh, well, that's been a lot of action since I was gone. Mm-hmm. Or when you're bored, like instead of just enjoying nature or enjoying a relaxation or not interacting with anything, what do you do? You pick up that pick little up box that we're all addicted to. Right? <laughs> mm-hmm. but, I, but I think when people get into a major depression, uh, be it brought on by, by whatever, I mean, some people go into depression from, like Buckley says, really heinous things happening to them. Sure. Other people, other people bring depression onto themselves, right? And I think when they get down that low spiritually, that's when they open themselves up to the demonic realm. I really do. And I, and I think that these people are easily invaded by some form of demonic spirit or something like that. I mean, obviously it's not in every case, but I do believe, Mm -hmm. I do believe that overindulgence of things that you shouldn't be doing will open up the door to that. Yeah. I mean, again, it's like if you're, you know, if you're, you know, you're influenced, uh, uh, you know, you're with lust, right? So it's like you, you're, you know, you're watching porn all day, and you're, you know, you're completely, you know, it's all you can do is lust out. Well, you're opening up that, you're opening up that doorway for that influence to really get its claws in you, you know. And so, yeah, I mean, there's there's a difference between like you know, demonic harassment, oppression is what we see a lot of uh, in, in the realm of the demonic. Uh, and possession, of course, is the most extreme form. But a lot of people walking around under the influence of specific powers because of what's um, allowed in our lives um, and uh, not even knowing it. Well, the seven deadly sins are things that we all kind of face every day, right? I mean, like greed. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. We all get That's, mad. Isn't That's that rad. the trial of life, though? Right. Yeah, I mean, I that, so. that's what it seems to be. It's like you, you every day. It's a choose your own adventure. You, it's, yeah, it, yeah. And and, and it, it boils down to those decisions, and those decisions yeah. compound over time. That's right. Yeah. So, Mr., we're getting close to your uh, cutoff time. Yes, we are. Anything yeah. you want to finish up and let us uh, let us know what's going on and where people can find your book and. He, yeah, well, I appreciate you guys having me on. This is uh, it's been very uh, informative and fun, and uh, you know, and uh, exciting. And uh, yeah, you can find uh, my book "Demons Among Us: Shocking Real Life Stories from the Paranormal" at Amazon uh, right now. Uh, the Kindle version is one ninety nine, uh, so you can get it in uh, in Kindle and in print formats. Uh, and uh, you can find me uh online uh at instagram at m.r.gorga and at facebook at mrgorga excellent yeah thanks for coming on man yeah thanks for having me on i was uh, you know had a great time yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna get my hands on a copy of that book and then uh like i said earlier i'd like to get together with you i'd like to get together with you uh, with Buckley and I, but definitely with when Sean is in the studio, because you guys could, uh, you guys could uh, bring, ha- have some pretty good conversations. There. I think that would we be- could riff. So yeah, sure. <laughs> All right, yeah. Just whenever you guys are ready, shoot me. Uh, you know, get in touch with me, and we'll yeah. we'll set it up.
All right. Excellent. Thank, thank you. Yeah. Thank you for coming on, thank Mr. You. I was I was excited when I when I found out you were coming on the show because I actually listened to one of your episodes. I because I remembered the name; it was familiar to me. Okay. And I listened to you. I, I'm a uh, uh, insider on uh, Coast to Coast AM. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you've been on you've been on Coast a couple times. So. I have. Yeah. I was on. Uh, I was on twice. And you know, one of the surprising things was when George Nori, when I was on, he said. Uh, um, he was praising the book and then he says, well, you know, it's going to go down as a classic. And I almost fell off my chair. I'm like, Whoa. <laughs> I was like, wow, that's some praise. I mean, coming from George Nori. You were on uh, recently. You were on recently. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Not so long ago. Yeah. Uh, I, I can't remember. I've, I've done a ring ream of shows, but it was uh, maybe a month or two. Maybe. I think it was, I think it was in August. I think was it? Was. Okay. <laughs> yeah. 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 That sounds about right. Yeah. Well, it was, it was fun chatting with you. Thanks for coming on. Yeah. Yes, thank you I, so much, MR. Appreciate it, sir. Thank you guys. Anytime. Have a good one. Take, Take care. care Thanks. Okay. Bye-bye. But yeah, dude, this is uh that that's pretty cool to talk about that kind of stuff. I wanted, I was waiting because I didn't want to like take from anything he was going to say about this dude that I mentioned. <laughs> how this? how hard were you biting your tongue that whole okay. time? Okay, so good. Ryan, I do remember seeing uh, when I talked about this this new monkeypox czar or whatever he is, and then and then they were showing how how he was like connected with like the Church of Satan or something like that, the or, Satanic Temple, dude. Yeah, this guy's fucking temple, crazy. Yeah. Yeah, so his name temple, isn't wasn't that uh, did that come from uh, not Crowley but one of his underlings there, Lavon? What's his name? Anton Lavey was yeah, the uh, Satanic yeah. Church, the Church of oh, Satan, okay. but the Satanic Temple is from that dude with the fucked up eye. He goes by Lucian Graves. He's a weird oh, dude. Yeah. That's yes, yes, yes. And it's so weird that you always see these Democrats and Satanists. I mean, this guy's a Democrat and he's he's connected with the Church of Satan. This other dude, Lucian Graves, goes by a different name when he's working political organizations for guess the Democrats. And then he's, you know, going by this Lucian Graves name when he's doing satanic shit. But this guy uh, his name is um, uh, Dimitri Daskalakis, I believe, and I hope I'm not butchering his name because I don't want to. How the hell cursed. do you spell his last name? Uh, well, see, that's the thing. When I was doing my intro, I didn't repeat it too many times, so I didn't want him to pop up behind me. This dude's a fucking weirdo, man. He's the boogeyman. He's fucking Candyman. weird. Daskalakis three times in a row. I didn't. I didn't. But He's I didn't even it say twice, it twice. So don't say it again. Okay, right. so. Oh, what Ryan? I was gonna spell it. What's that? No, spell it. Go for it. D A S K A L A K I S. Daskalakis. Shit, I think I said it three times right now. You just said it about six, so you're good. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So I remember seeing this guy and thinking to myself, "Oh my god." When you start looking at these freaks <laughs> that are all part of the white administration, is that a tattoo? No, that's, oh, that's a fucking S and M strap. It's, a, it's leather. <laughs> that's a Rob Halford outfit. <laughs> I so I have to show it to you on here because it's on my iPad. It's not on my computer. Um, There's definitely yeah. nipple clamps underneath that shirt buff. I, I, I suppose. I, I suppose he'd probably be the man to handle uh, monkeypox. Right? Where can I get me one of those? Yeah, he knows. Oh, he's, he's about probably case. started it according to the spread. It's yeah, there it is. That's here. where it started, right there, night one. There's, there's Agent Zero. Says here it he looks was like hired. He's in good shape. 
He was hired as director, director of the Division of HIV and AIDS Prevention, which I would have to say is probably not the poster child for that. No, I'm trying to let this damn thing adjust. It's not going to, though. Um, but so what he did, he, he's in charge of uh, his position. Um, I know you just kind of read through it, Ron. But yeah, he's the deputy coordinator for the White House of National Monkeypox Response. And this dude is under the former head of FEMA, Robert Fenton, who Anthony Fauci is a big fan of. Uh, he was the head of FEMA during 9-11 and Katrina. So, you know, he's a straight shooter. Nice. And this guy, Team player. Um, he bought an old church with his husband. He bought an old church in New York City. And they made it a gym, like a workout gym, and they call it the Monster Cycle. Dude, I am not touching the Eucharist there. Who knows what that shit is? It's normally like (laughs) wine and bread. Who knows what it is in the gay church? Well, see, no, what I mean, that's what's crazy about this is Satan church. I mean, it could be like semen or. Yeah, you don't want to you don't want to mess with it. But so look, he bought a church, right? Turns it into a gym. In this gym, they have all kinds of occult shit in this former church. Now, I hope that this will fucking pop up. Do you see that? This is the kind of shit they do in the nighttime, according to their Instagram. That is a fucking ritual going on inside the church. It's called Monster Cycle. That looks like uh, CERN. Yeah. They do at CERN, like those ceremonies and shit. I want this damn light to fucking work here. It just isn't. But yeah, so this stained glass mural back here, it's like the Last Supper, but it's Satan, Elveria, a werewolf, all kinds of crazy shit. Um, this one was nice right here. The six six uh, workout classes for 1666. This was their Halloween special. And then get this, on Halloween uh, in 2015, they had a blood rave. Literally a, a thing where like everyone's covered in blood, blood's raining down from the ceiling in a church, and you're fucking dancing around, raving out with like a bunch of gay dudes. Blade. Huh? Like the beginning of, to the movie Blade. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's fucked up. It's crazy, dude. So yeah, this dude is uh it's just it's uh, so backwards if you just think about like we talked about, we were talking about before with MR about you know them shutting down churches and, and the ability. Uh, abilities of these churches because a lot of these churches i i mean i don't know so much about uh, later american churches but the older churches a lot of them were built on like significant ground you know some some say like ley lines and stuff like that where they'd have some sort of power to them and then you're gonna go and do this satanic shit in them it's so like we were talking with again the inversion of it it's just flipping everything upside down According to the Christian Christianity, you know, ideology or whatever, the Christian ideology, it's complete. I mean, it's the biggest slap to God. And again, I, I'm agnostic, dude. I say I have to say it all the time. I think because doing something I, to the Bible would be a little more. No, the yeah, worst right? thing is actually taking a brick and mortar church and making it a, sa- a place of satanic worship. That's definitely worse than like pissing on a Bible or something, you know? according to what i've been reading so it's it's wild dude and like even going back to you know them uh like the merovingian saying that jesus is a part of that bloodline merovingian the name and i'm doing an episode on this mare means of the sea and vere means werewolf or dragon so you have a dragon or a monster from the sea 
And like you, there's so many different like parts of scripture that say, you know, I, I was standing on the sand and the sea and I saw this seven headed fucking thing with 10 horns and 10 crowns rising up and it was Lucifer and all this crazy stuff. And so it's basically it's a sea monster bloodline, dragon bloodline. Well, and they say Jesus is from it. And, it's and that's the, the isn't that the bloodline that all of like the world rulers come from? Alexander the Great, Cleopatra, yeah. Ramses, all of them, dude. They're all Merovingians. Yeah. yeah. And that's, that's, yeah, it's, there's something to that. There's something to the bloodlines. You know, I've had a couple of people ask me about that. Everybody always asks about the RH negative and RH positive. And it's like, there's something more to the bloodlines than that. There's, it's, I don't think it's just a type. There's, there's lines of, of genetics that have been mutated well, along the way. Well, what it is is the Irish negative bloodline hasn't been mutated. That's that's why most of your royal families. Are, yeah, but Ron, are, Rh negative, isn't the Rh neg is it Rh negative or Rh positive that the mother will eat the child that's the same? Okay, okay. So here, here's how this works. So Rh Rh negative, like for the rhesus monkey, which means if you're Rh positive then you have that rhesus monkey dna in you when you're rh negative that means you do not so totally different bloodline from who knows where they still haven't been able to figure out exactly where the rh negative bloodlines even came from to begin with but inside the rh negative blood types you have all the different ones that they can all do different things. Like I'm an O negative, so I can give my blood to everybody in the world, but I can only take it from an O negative. That's why when you go into hospital, like Ryan and I talked about this first episode we ever did. I could give my blood to every human living being, but I can only take it from a fellow O negative. So when you go into hospital, they don't know what your blood type is, you're getting O negative until they find out what your blood type is, and then they can give you your blood type. But they have gone back, and the royal families are all RH negative. And they don't want anybody in the family to marry anybody else that is not RH negative, and definitely not somebody that's RH positive. Because getting back to what you asked, if you have an RH negative mother, now it could be O, A, B, A, B, whatever, if it's RH negative and the father is RH positive, or I believe just straight, like straight blood, not, yep. not positive or negative, the RH negative mother's body will try to spontaneously abort that baby. And, and because to, to, <laughs> RH negative, to the RH negative mother, that, ba that baby is, and when I say the word alien, I don't mean, you know, extraterrestrial. I mean, that baby it's a virus. is an alien. It's, it's trying to make her sick. So her body has to get rid of that and abort the baby out. Yep. Now, they came up with this shot called the Rogram shot, which they could give an RH negative mom to allow her to carry an RH positive baby full term. So there's a lot of weird, funky stories out there about RH negative stuff. So, I mean, that, that would be, you know, a, another cool episode, actually to get in there because there's some other people in our podcast circle uh, that know a lot about that. Silence in the air. Cool. Crazy. Yeah.
I've only heard you talk about that a thousand billion times. Right. Yep. Would be surprised how much you talk about it. And people still don't know anything about it. Ah. Yeah, I don't even know my blood type. To be I honest. don't either. I, I, I figured I if I get to that point, I'm good to go. Too. I just didn't never prick myself. I was like, I forgot about it. If I'm needing blood, I probably am fucked. <laughs> well, no, you're not because you would get O negative. Just call Ron. Yeah. So, so listen to this. There. Be like, here you go, Ryan. I saw an interesting story today, and it, and it reminded me of when Ryan and I first got together when we talked about that professor in Boston that got bagged, uh, taking money from the CCP. Yeah. Uh, right. And, and how, and, and remember, we predicted that it was probably COVID that he was trying to smuggle out of the country. That's what we thought. Well, that's what he got bagged for. So check this out. Our buddies, Joe, Jen, and uh, Ben over at Legit Bat posted this on Instagram. I heard the story prior to that, but it just, I'm just scrolling through it. It comes on looking up this Daskalactus guy. His Instagram is like, uh, it's just all pictures of him, like shirtless, basically. <laughs> but uh, then, but did, isn't his Instagram page private now or no? No, I just looked at it. The check mark one? Uh, oh, I don't remember. He probably removed comments or something. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. check this out. More lethal strain of COVID created in Boston University lab, researchers say. Researchers at Boston University say they have developed a new COVID strain that is an 80% kill rate following a series of similar experiments first thought to have started the global pandemic. Now, why would they do that? What's the source on that? Uh, to, to do Fox News. Fox News. So, so it's, probably, it's probably a legitimate thing. But uh, but why do they take these kind of things and try to make them worse? Because they're pissed off because they could, it didn't kill enough people the first time. It's around? for scientific purposes, just in case the bad guys make something worse, then they can combat it. Fear yeah. porn. Fear porn. And why is it always in Boston they're pulling this shit? Dude, there's a lot of shady shit that goes on in Boston, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like the South End. No, yeah, no, I don't know. North End's just as bad as the South End. Mm. The South End's all the Irish. The North South is just Italian. more known. Yeah, like like uh, like legend. The legend is Go Southie and everything like that. Go to Chelsea or like Lynn. But yeah, dude, I think that there's a lot of uh, you know, I wanted to talk about like cryptids and stuff, but I didn't know uh, Gorga didn't have that long. But you know, I I think that there is a lot of like this weird dark dark energy that gets passed around at the top levels of society dude and i think with this with this dimitri guy i, I don't even fucking know how to say his last name without looking at it but this guy no dasalakis dasalakis shakalaka whatever the fuck it is but this guy i think they're trying to normalize it because i think just about every high-level politician does some of the stuff that he does maybe they don't have the tattoos Maybe they don't have the uh, blood raves in their private, uh, you know, companies and stuff like that. But they're showing us this and they're seeing who's going to push back and who's going to be like, dude, this is weird. We can't be having people. I'm all for people having a different personal life versus a, a professional life, but not at the top levels of society, man. Not yeah. and, and not this like drastic Satanic shit, too. It's fucking creepy. Satanic. And, and I mean, it's such such a drastic change and again at the top levels of society setting national policy that's not cool man i think you need to be pretty fucking straight laced if you're going to be doing this stuff 
that's just me. I mean, maybe I'm old school. Call me old school. I don't want to Satanist. Fucking- no, I think people. I think people that are held in the highest regard in some of the top offices and top cabinets and 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 things in our U.S. government uh, should be straight shooters. They shouldn't be that's- fucking freaks that they have. And they are the biggest circles ever. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I think if you if you're if you're a private practicing doctor and you want to suck some dick on the weekend and you're a dude, that's fine, whatever. But like, you know, and even if yeah, you but when the upper echelon of your military and your government are all power bottoms, you got a problem. Yeah, I would say so, because Putin is a power top. Yeah, he's going to come with that man. big dick energy, you know? Hey man, say what you want about the guy. He does have big dick energy. And yeah, I'm sure he's not gonna I mean, look at dick, Biden. But... Biden is getting lost on stage. He's you know, he said he's served for seventy three years. I mean, the guy's a fucking mess. He said he's Mexican. He said he's black. He said he's Native American. Oh, he's Puerto and... Rican too. He's Puerto Rican. Puerto Rican. That counts as Latino, I think. But I, you know, he was a Puerto Rican that grew up in a black church. Sure. Uh, that makes sense being clear skinned so you know i don't know man um i, I like ghost theory too that uh joe biden's secret service i like that theory oh a lot. my god i like you the see theory. her last night at the eagles game no she got booed pretty good and they they had a little uh fuck joe biden chant going in the backgrounds nice yeah they all do kim kardashian got booed in la did, yeah. you, guys hear, did you guys hear what happened up here in new hampshire th- this weekend no, so I'm going to do a post on it later. So down on uh, 93 going through uh, Manchester uh, in 93 is like, what is it like five lanes in each direction, Buckley, when you get down that way, mm. where it splits off to go down over to the Mall of New Hampshire and to Brown Ave, which is the airport at a construction sign, you know, those lighted construction signs on the road. And somebody went in there and I guess, and I don't know if it belonged to the state or who, but you can hack, hack into those. Yeah, they're they're through computer systems. Yeah, somebody hacked into it and it said "fuck Biden." <laughs> and, and it was out there for like hours, like in, in in leaving New Hampshire on the weekend. It's bumper to bumper traffic getting into Mass, right? From all the leaf peepers, I thought that was funnier and shit. But I tried to find a picture, couldn't find a picture. Then I was on Instagram earlier, and a buddy of mine had posted. Uh, actually, it wasn't Instagram; it was Facebook posted a picture of it so i screenshot it i'll be doing a post for that later that's hilarious yeah people i'm gonna post some... back. people are pushing back against this bullshit this but, is bullshit yeah but, but it think... doesn't matter he was yeah. he's he wasn't that popular in 2020 either i mean think about it ron this guy he was basically on the verge of getting knocked out of the race altogether Right. And he and somehow he makes this miraculous run to become president. And then the VP is one of the first people out. She got knocked out right away because she had no support and she becomes vice president. But you're leaving something crucial out. They're not just president and vice president. And they were both so wildly unpopular. They go on to be the most popular voted for ticket in American history. That's where I was going. Yeah, they, 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 they get the most votes ever. But then when it comes to actually being installed they've had the lowest ratings ever right away immediately yeah and it's it's unbelievable how does this how does this happen what's more unbelievable is how people go along with it like my former co-host i tell you what with this when this shit is exposed and it's slowly happening 
when this is all said and done, some heads are going to roll. And I hope so. I and I don't think if, if the government doesn't make heads roll, I really got to think the people are going to make heads roll. You know what I think is going to do it, Ron? Ron, I think I think when Rhino. they find out what, what that jab did to them, really, and what they really put in their bodies and what it's really going to do to them, and they start seeing the health problems they start having five and ten years out, I think that's when this shit's going to get ugly because that's been coming out for the last year and people are still happy that they took it. There's people in line for the fifth one. I saw saw a post today where a guy was, uh, they were talking about uh, this bodybuilder, this bodybuilder that came up and made a big deal about people not getting the poke. And he said, well, here, use me for a test. If I die, the dude just dropped dead. And then and, and some people are commenting and you're saying, well, you know, recipe, whatever, it's too bad. It's very sad, whatever. And of course, I always say, well, the, the doctor's still <laughs> baffled in quotes. You know what I mean? Oh, are you sharing a screen, Ryan? Oh, yeah, I am here. Yeah. So, this this uh, Doug Brignoli. Yeah. That was the guy that passed away. But people in the, ch- in the comments are like, I cannot believe all these people still blaming it on the vaccine. <laughs> like, dude, are you fucking that stupid? Well, that's the thing, man, is like the people that get the vaccine and die from it are not going to be able to fight back. It's people that are like the the brothers and, you know, the sisters and mothers and fathers of people that got the vaccines um, that are going to fight because they lost a loved one. But those people are going to be dead, man. I think they'll never say they'll never say to us. Thank you for trying to warn us. I wish I listened. Dude, I, Ron, I had I had a heart to heart with two of my family members last weekend because they're like, man, I wish I didn't take it mm. they're like because they took it so that they could, tr- you know, travel to certain things. And they realized that they really didn't need it, but they panicked and didn't want to miss out. They did and, what they were told. And now. Yeah. Yeah. Total so, buyer's remorse. I've got, a, I've got a lot of friends that have taken it. Uh, I tried to advise them that they didn't need it in the beginning, but what do I know? I'm just a car guy, right? I'm just a garage guy with a conspiracy podcast. Yep. You know, I don't know anything. And now the vaccine (laughs) manufacturers are coming out and saying, well, we knew it wasn't going to stop transmission. Okay. Well, right then and there, if that's the case, then there's no reason to mandate people having them. No, well, and that's why, Ron, they, that's why they just extended the emergency order, Ron. I mean, the, the COVID's over, but they just no, extended not. it. They extended it to January. Yep. Why? Because they got to get one more round in and they're going to try one more dash of it all after the elections. The Matt, it's all about the emergency money that they can steal from the Treasury, a.k.a. the taxpayer, to fucking spend money on other things that have nothing to do with COVID. Nothing. Like they need that money now. They're promising everybody they're going to get rid of their uh, college debt. Well, why was why was money for Ukraine in the hurricane relief? Exactly, hurricane <laughs> relief. And this is the problem with how they run Congress down there. If you're going to make a bill to help the people of Florida for hurricane relief, that's what every fucking dime should go to. Yeah, no pork. It shouldn't go to. Oh, okay. Well, we're going to give you say, let's just use a figure because I don't know what the figures are. We're going to give you $50 million for hurricane relief, but 
in this same bill, we're going to give $60 million to Ukraine. That is the biggest bunch of bullshit money laundering situation I have ever seen this U.S. government pull since Iraq. So why? All Iraq was, too, was a fucking money laundering operation. They went into Iraq to steal as much money and repatriate all that gold. Who knows where that went? But I don't remember getting any tax relief from it. That's what I was going to say is why do we pay taxes? Why do people still pay taxes? If everyone stopped doing it, what the fuck can they do? You know, yeah, they can find everybody. But that that's put about it. They can't put everybody in jail. They can't put Ryan, everybody Ryan, in jail. Ryan, and it's the same reason why nothing like this ever works. And this is why strikes never work. It's an us and them mentality. People are brainwashed one way and we're brainwashed the other way. Like we all believe that. I mean, it's just rationale. If you can print as much money as you want, why the fuck are we paying taxes for my hard-earned labor? Right? Think it's about that. Scam, I mean, it's not dude, simple. Dude. Yeah, it's a total skip. And, and, and anybody that says that they don't pay taxes is, is full of shit because here's why. You're paying taxes 24-7. Mm-hmm. If your lights are on, your cell phone's working, your internet is working, you're paying taxes. You you're drive a car. Taxes. You're paying taxes for all that shit. You drive a car. Not only did you pay a tax to have the right to put your fucking car on the road, the roads being repaired that you're driving on through the gasoline tax and a portion of your property tax, which, which, which is, is the fucking meters running every day. Mm -hmm. Uh, Buckley and I, when we do the show, of course, when Sean's here, we don't smoke, but like we're smoking fiends during the show, tobacco tax. We're drinking these buzz balls tonight, which are very good, by the way. Yeah. Tax yeah, on alcohol. Yeah. You are paying taxes on every fucking move you make. But making your income tax payments and going out of your way, like for self-employed people going at the end of the year and making sure that they're up to date with the IRS gangsters, like being like, oh, let me make sure that this is good to go so that I don't get fined. Fuck that. Obviously, income tax or, or not income tax, uh, sales tax. I get it. I don't like it, but I get that it's something that we can't get around unless you want to steal and get popped for something else. Well, where you Dude, don't people have, need to you, stop doing income tax bullshit. It's not. It doesn't go to anything productive. When you when you don't have a sales tax like New Hampshire, there's always a trade off. Yeah, it just goes to excise tax or property tax. Oh, it, property it just, tax. I got property tax fucking out of control here. Don't pay it. Fucking don't pay it. But we have, we have, if you don't pay your property tax after so many years, they take your property. They seize your property. Then the people that come to take it, you fucking kill them. That's what I'm saying. It's not even that crazy. It's not that crazy. Hey, hey, how'd that work out for Waco? How'd that work out for the founding of the United States? Ruby Ridge. But this is what it comes down to, right? If you, if you, if you, want to live anywhere you are paying taxes 24 7 yeah and the other thing is the whole thing that goes to property tax i feel that it's unconstitutional and i was one of my life goals to have a property tax abolished i'm going to work on that well the 16th and, amendment and says why, that it's why the majority of our property tax in the state of new hampshire goes to educate kids that are being indoctrinated and taught fucking common core math com- common core everything that i don't agree with so i'm paying it's 60% of my property tax goes to the educational system in the state of New Hampshire. And I, and they're dumbing kids down. They're lowering the test scores. They're doing everything. 
they are getting fucking money for nothing as far as I'm concerned. And, and I think there should be a break. If you want to homeschool your kid, well, then you shouldn't have to pay into the school system, right? But the point is, you never, ever own your land. Every piece of land that my property own, owns, uh, every excuse me, every piece of property my family owns, we own. There's no mortgages. We had mortgages, but they're gone. But now the property tax every month is more than what our mortgage used to be. So you don't get to own anything. You are fucking renting your property. You do not own it. And that's why home ownership is another whole scam. Yeah. The more I think about it, the more I fucking realize that it's a scam. And this is why rent is, is out of control in New Hampshire. Like you can't rent. I mean, I mean, Buckley and his wife, his girlfriend, they just bought their house. They're paying less for their mortgage now than they did their rent, right? So but rent I mean, is insane right now. To rent a two-bedroom apartment in the city of Concord, I want to say is, what is it, 1200 1500 No, it's more than that. Yeah, or maybe 1800 a month. Yeah, who can afford rent it? Rent an apartment. It's fucking insane. Ron, my, the my landlord, apartment. The, landlord, the landlord's property tax keeps going up. That's the problem. So he, so it's, it's all, it's trickle down, trickle down in economics, just like back. And, in the and guess what? Energy costs are going up, right? It's everything's more expensive. So yeah, Something it all needs to come to a head and it needs to pop like Dr. Pimple popper, because there's no way that this, <laughs> this is no way that this is fucking sustainable for any person, let alone the working man, because you work, work, work. And, and I don't care how much fucking money you make. At the end of the month, you're still looking at your bank account to make sure you have enough to cover your bills. And yeah, it, you're looking at like, what the fuck? Like it was not like that. It was not like that under Trump. I will say I bought recently, uh, you know, my dryer broke, my clothing dryer broke. I was like, fuck it. I'm going to buy a fucking clothesline. And I'm drying my clothes outside now because yep. that's going to save me quite a bit on, you know, the utilities and stuff. And I think more and more people need to get back to that stuff. We talk about how we need to get back to the old way, but we still enjoy the benefits of the internet. Yeah. Heated fucking, you know, clothing, drying and all this shit. Toilets. And toilets. Yeah, go shit outside. See how much you like that stuff, you know? Ryan, I can remember as a kid when I went to school, when I changed from our town's elementary school and went over to the other, uh, well, it's, it's part of the city of Concord where our high school was, our middle school and high school. And my friends that lived in Pentecook, they would say, oh, come to the house. We'll have cable. We'll watch this. And I said, what's cable? Oh, that's different. That's different stuff. You get different channels. And, oh, you don't have an antenna? No, we don't have an antenna. And, oh, yeah. And it costs us. It cost my mom like five bucks a month or whatever. Even back then, I'm talking like back in the 70s, I could not wrap my fucking head around the idea that you actually had to pay for television. Now we're paying a couple hundred dollars a month on average. I don't care who you are. Yeah, yeah. A couple hundred bucks a month for your internet and your television. It's fucking crazy. Yeah. yeah. Shout out Stream East for uh, your gaming watching needs. If anyone is uh, trying to stream football games or UFC events, it's a good way to get around that. Stream East. Look stream it up. East. Okay, check it out. Yeah, I've been watching all the football games on Stream East. So I didn't mean to go off on that day a little bit. No, man, it's valid shit, I think. I don't know how Matt feels about it, but it's a problem, dude. I think more and more people need to get fucking serious about it. But it's going to be a while, I think. And I really don't have the confidence in these next generations that oh struggle God. with mental health 
to fucking come up there and fight the government because that's one of the most intimidating things you can do. They're all autistic. That's the that's the new thing I've been finding amongst everybody, everybody around me and their kids. Uh, A guy come to pick up his car the other day, had his grandson with him. His grandson was a little like not off his rocker, but a very talkative and this and that. And the grandfather said, he's a little autistic. And I'm like, oh, that's fine. He's mildly retarded. And all I'm thinking yeah. of myself is these are my this, people. This, this <laughs> kid, I don't think this kid's autistic. I just think that he's being fucking repressed as a child. He just needs a gun. No, you know, that's what he needs. Run, he just needs to run around and get some of that energy out because Shoot some that's animals. not what they do with kids now. It's like you sit down, little Jimmy, and you be quiet and you watch your little show, okay? Where I don't want you talking <laughs> or going out and playing or doing jumps on your bicycle or you know, fucking whatever, playing in the road like we used to as kids. It's like, if if I look back at the shit that me and my friends did in our neighborhood growing up, man, they would all had us on the fucking spectrum. Because <laughs> yeah. you know I mean? we were like doing some crazy shit, right? But I think that's part of the problem. And now this is the excuse that they use. Well, he can't go to work, you know, he's on the spectrum. He needs government money. He needs you to pay his fucking bills for him. Yeah, as a taxpayer. Yeah, don't you get me fucking started on that shit. Anyway, yeah. problem. Hope we didn't make the show go a little sideways. There you go, dude. Hey, it's a, it's a, the show's on the spectrum right now. You know, it's all over the place. Oh, show went full retard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it's interesting though. I think it's interesting to talk about that kind of stuff, man, because it is seeming to come to a head, but I just don't know when. Coming to a head could mean a hundred years from now. Or it could be mean tomorrow. I tell you what. There's no way. There's no way we're gonna wait a hundred years to straighten this shit out. No. I can't believe. I can't believe it's gone for two years. To be honest with you. And 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 Ron, I don't see anything changing for at least two more. Well, I don't know. I think we're gonna have an interesting. Just just from the just from the way things work, you know, like the no, cycle of it. I, I don't. Gonna be a, there's gonna be a revolt from the cold states. If they think they're going to charge us $8 a gallon for heating oil. Yeah, that's going to be a bitch. That's gonna, I'll tell you what's going to happen in New England, because we don't fuck around up here. There'll be a lot of oil trucks go missing. Yeah. <laughs> because the last time heating oil hit almost $5 a gallon, there was literally posses of people out there stealing fucking oil trucks and hijacking oil trucks. No mm. joke. No that's joke. Good. It would be great big, great big tankers just fucking gone missing. Whole oil trucks stolen, like like the driver fucking dragged out of his truck, take his phone away, put him on the side of the road and say, don't you talk to anybody for the next hour. Just After walk the other direction for one hour. You know what they'll start doing, though, is sending like panic buttons and like it'll be GPS located to where like if somebody gets dragged out of the truck, they hit a button like the bank tellers right now. You know, oh, like yeah, it, no, you're right. You're right. But, but there's got to be a way like like like. I think what they were doing because they were recovering the trucks like within an hour. These people had a place where they would just go and they would just pump the truck empty, then they would just abandon the truck. Yeah, it was a pump and dump. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. But I think I think there's gonna be a revolt because people are not gonna fucking freeze and they're not gonna go hungry. That's when the shit is gonna hit the fan right there. Well, and you're seeing it, Ron. It's gonna, it's gonna have it always happens in Europe first. Right, we're going to see that test run this winter. I think Germany is going to be the test ground. It sounds like there's those no poor, doubt. There's those no poor doubt. Fucking people. That is Germany is going to be the epicenter because they're the ones that took all the fuel from the Nord Stream pipelines. Yep. And now that that Nord Stream is inactive, we cannot continue to sell Germany oil from our strategic supply. Like we need that. That's for us. And that's another mistake that they're making here. 
They need to tell these oil companies, fuck these permits, fuck these leases, go out there, drill, let's get this shit going. And that's exactly what would happen if the right man was in the White House. This shit, and I'm not going to say Trump either, but I'm just saying the right man in the White House could straighten his fucking shit out. Biden destroyed- fucking sexist, Ron. A woman could do it too. A woman could do it. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I know there's a few women politicians that could fucking pull that off. And don't you say Tulsi Gabbard. I'll cut your tongue off. No, no, I'm not even talking about Tulsi Gabbard. There are some strong women out there. Hillary yeah. Clinton. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? You know, what I'm going to enjoy seeing is all these other, like the, like the lady in Arizona, like Ryan could talk to this, uh, who's, who's taken on, taken on the governor down there. In, in, in all these other places around the country, you know, even in New Hampshire, you know, our governor, he's going to get reelected. He's a Republican, bit of a rhino. Not the first time I've said that. However, he's still a Republican, but we need to replace some of our congressmen and our senators in this state because they're all Democrat and they're running the state into the fucking ground. Good luck. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll be interested to see what happens. There's some pretty it's- tight races coming. I wish I had some more free time, even though, you know, like I kind of have a lot more free time than I used to Dude, I would run for something, something low level and just get in there. Everyone, I think, I mean, if you got that much of a problem with it, I think that's the only solution It's for normal people that talk like pieces of shit like we do to, you know, run and, and you know, do this first. Well, that was the whole thing that Trump <laughs> they didn't like because Trump came in and told it like it was. Not really, though. I, you know, he just said stupid stuff. I mean, I can't stand Trump anymore, man. Yeah, things were good, but I think that it was just for the the division to where, like, look how good things are. Look how cheap gas is. And now we get to this shit where, you know, he went to the same school that Hunter Biden went to before he went to that place in New York. I forget where Hunter Biden went. They're all friends. They're all friends, dude. I mean, he, Trump's a Jesuit. Uh, Biden's a Jesuit. You know, dude, it, if it, I run, here's my campaign photo yes, right here. Dude. I am running. You look like you touch kids in that picture with the suit. Quite hey, possibly. Looks like <laughs> Service. National Association for Retarded Children. <laughs> <laughs> I do like that, though. Yeah. That that needs to be on a shirt. So what else was on the massive debaters agenda tonight? There's no agenda anytime, Ron. Yeah. It's well, actually, I, I was interested to hear what you guys have been up to. Also, I mean, obviously, I, I listen to every show, but just letting people in general know what's going on, what you guys are up to, and anything you guys have seen other than inflation across the board. And yeah, recession. you know, I'm getting tired of talking about all that shit because it's just so far out in the forefront. And that's why it's like, like, like that's if, why if, here if we people, usually don't. If people can't see it, then fucking we're not going to enlighten them to it, right? But I don't know. We've had some cool, uh, some cool stuff. Uh, Buckley's going to have a couple of his mental health workers come in. I think what next week, possibly next couple of weeks, sometime. Yeah, next few weeks we're going to get them in there, talk about that. Uh, I think Anonymous Sean's going to be in the house this week. We're going to be talking, getting a little bit back more on the uh, Babylon and Beyond series. I just released my first installment of my Salem Witch Trials episodes uh, today. Today. Yeah, today, uh, which was was a pretty interesting interview that I did. So we're going to be getting into that. Of course, October is a bad month to try to make it to Salem. I was not aware of that. Yeah, good luck with that. Yeah, well, the city of Salem just sent out messages. There's no parking in Salem. Don't come. 
They're like, if you want to come, you can shuttle in, bus in, cab, Uber, whatever. Do not bring your car into Salem. There's no place for you to park. Mm-hmm. So that's weird. So yeah. no, that's normal. That that's yeah, there's normal. not much parking. I didn't, I didn't to, know that. I didn't. There's know not that. much to begin with. <clears throat> yeah. Well, that's true. However, however, it encompasses a big area because not only is it the town of Salem, it's the town of Danvers. Because the town of Danvers is actually where the Salem that that was Salem Village, back in the day. They changed the name to Danvers to get rid of the whole. Uh, you know, the mystique stigma. of the, the moniker. Yeah, stigma, that's it. Right? That's just a fucking, uh, that's more deception right there. Jesus. It's like everything that we thought was cool is not cool. Salem yeah. is so dancing or whatever. Is, and then I forgot all about my wife is going out of town for a week. She's, Party. Leaving, she's leaving next week to go uh, work with her friend in Florida. But uh, but yeah, so uh, so I can't get away right now anyway. So I think as soon as she gets back, things are going to tone down in uh, Salem. Maybe Buckley and I can take a day, like do a day trip and go down there. Kind of scope that out, do some filming, just walk around, check shit out or whatever. But uh, but yeah, so that's what we've been working on. You know, we've got you know other stuff. We got a few guests lined up, interesting guests. But uh, yeah, just moving along, trying to stay consistent with the show. I think we've been doing pretty good with that. Download numbers are looking really good. We're happy with that. So uh, we're just going to build on that and see where it goes. Hell yeah. Nice. So Ryan, tell us what's new with you because you, uh, you're a jobless now. Nice. Yeah. I'll, be, I'll probably be fucking homeless by the end of the month. We'll see how it goes, but it's been nice. It, it, I miss my job less than I thought. And, um, you know, just always how it goes. Yeah. Just, I, I mean, waking up on a Saturday morning, last Saturday, taking a shower, like at like nine in the morning and then knowing that I didn't have to go to fucking work and I got to enjoy a full UFC card without having to listen to it on my phone and then rush home to try and catch the main card. It was a feeling that I haven't felt in a long fucking time. So it was just nice. Like, yeah, I got less money coming in, but I don't really fucking care. Like it's, it's incredibly nice. You, to could, just... do, you could live on less. Oh yeah, no, I can live on less. Yeah. You but I, I'm, I'm also trying to diet right now. So like I have to buy expensive food and shit. So isn't that fun? That eating better costs more money. Really yeah. Cool. Yeah. It's such a mind fuck right there. Yeah. Oh yeah, my yeah, well, did you see? Did you see the shit I posted? I, I uh, I've been doing experiments. My son's always busting my balls. He wants these like the the big Y bagels that are from like the aisle, and I'm like, those things are fucking disgusting. I'm like, you're not eating those. So I bought a pack, and I gave him one of them, and then I kept the other ones, and I saved two of them, and I hid them up in the cupboard there, and and I pulled them out, and it, I've been in I. I bought them when i moved into this place so that was like mid-august we're in mid-october now i took them out of the package they didn't have barely uh uh, they had a little bit of white on them but no mold and they were softer than when i bought them yeah it's crazy it's disgusting Mm -hmm. i'm like that's not food it's not possible so uh so we like a lot of bagels in the house i like bagels little g that's her staple every morning before school is a bagel and we buy that, uh, what is it, Dave's? Yes, Dave's, Dave's, or, uh, Dave's, Dave's Killer, killer bread. bread. Killer. Dave's Killer yep. Bread, that's it. That's we hot. buy his bagels, and uh, they're phenomenal, number one. Number two, like, you got to eat, once you open that bag, like, like you got to go through those in a few days. Yep. 
because that's how natural they are because they will start molding up pretty quick. Yeah. When you have bread in your bread cabinet, like we do, and like, uh, uh, give an example, hamburger rolls. We had some turkey burgers the other night. My, my wife makes tremendous uh, turkey burgers. So I said, wow, <laughs> I need a roll. So I pull out a fucking roll and I'm like, what was the date on these? I looked at the date. The rolls were like a month old. Still fine. Yep. That's fucked. I, I mean, yeah, you to be a little worried about it. We put ours in the fridge. Yeah, well, you can do that too. Yeah. Oh, thank it you. Just, it I just appreciate the permission. Well, no, just, <laughs> well, you know, well, you're not supposed to refrigerate bread. No, but, I know. It's not like the. Say, a lot of people say you're not supposed to, but. I do it all the time. Well, we yeah. go through it so fast, it doesn't need to be. But we will get bread and we'll freeze it. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Uh, it's just, it ain't quite as good after. Hey, nothing nothing better than taking a frozen hot dog bun, wrapping it in a nice paper towel, nuking it for a second. You get a nice steamed bun for your hot dog. Oh, that's true, but it's a little stretchy. It's a little stretchy, but hey, what's a hot dog? Oh. What kind of fucking camel meat is that? So you I don't know. know, but it's fucking delicious, whatever it is. I'll t- I'll eat those things with no hands. I'll tell you that oh, yeah. right now. <laughs> Dude, those brown water dogs you get on the city streets are the best. Sure. Hey, make a lot of eye contact with uh, whoever you're eating the hot dogs with and just eat it with no hands. <laughs> I'll tell you what, when you go to the local store and you eat a hot dog that's been in the steamer literally for eight hours and it don't kill you, yeah, hot dogs ain't going to kill you. It only makes you stronger. I don't care what's in them. Uh, I will never end my relationship with hot dogs ever. <laughs> yeah, dude, hot dogs are hot dogs are a fun hang. Yeah, but yeah, man, Matt, we got this fun show that we're gonna do tomorrow. Are you gonna yes. be on board? Yes, I'm gonna stop cool. by. I got, I got, I could stop by for like an hour or so, but I could get my kid to bed afterwards. Cool. So what do you guys got going on? It's the uh, the fun show that I've tried to invite you to like three times, Ron, but you're too cool for it. The fun show where you get like an origin story and then we talk about junk food for like 45 minutes. Oh, you're going to have to give me a heads up on that because I don't remember that. Yeah, it's a fun <laughs> show. It's I uh, I did you three times. My, my, I don't remember that. My brain's kind of rattled. We're on, we do the uh, it's like uh, I've done 10 episodes or nine episodes. This will be the 10. So I'm having I invited all the former nine to just get on just talk about whatever so it's not going to be a conspiracy episode it's just going to be fun okay so when you get to episode 12 let me know i'll make sure i can get there okay let's do it all right talk about your past and uh junk food that you enjoy eating oh that's the show you're talking about yeah yes yeah i could give you a little bit about my past i can't give it all to you but i'll give you a little i don't need it all i'll get i'll give you enough to make it just a tip you know just a little bit just enough to get me teaser ron ever falls for that one make him want more (laughs) yeah make me want more i'm a dirty little whore (laughs) it was all the way in oh i thought that was all yeah (laughs) that's just my thigh (laughs) yeah no it's fun it's a fun show talking about a lot of junk food so it's fun Hey, tacos and hot dogs, that's what makes the world go round. Maybe an occasional burrito. Well, this is one. I mean, it seems like we're kind of wrapping up here. This is one that I like to ask lately. What is your favorite breakfast carb? And there's only three options because they're the sweets. I'll actually add in four. You got waffle, pancake, French toast, cinnamon roll. What's your favorite? Donut. Pancake. Donut doesn't count. It's definitely French toast. Pancake. French toast, pancake, Matt, where are you at with Ooh, those four? Dude, that's a tough one. Cause I'm either, it depends. Are we, uh, 
What are, are we talking like a plate size cinnamon roll? Yeah. Infinite. Yeah. All right, I'm sure. going. I'm going cinnamon roll then. Cinnamon roll with a okay. nice glaze on top. Oh yeah. You like almonds and uh, caramel? I'll take it. I okay. like French toast because you use a lot of egg to make French toast. Sure. So you're getting your protein and your carb. Yeah. And then you're getting your diabetes because you bury it in maple syrup when you live in New England. Yeah. Absolutely. See, my br- my my go to is a br- uh, breakfast sandwich, a bacon, egg, and cheese. Oh yeah, the brown. That's oh. enough. Right? Yeah. Or spam and egg. Spam and egg is good too. Fuck spam. Oh, my God. Dude, I order that shit by the case on Amazon. Dude, you guys are disgusting. I can't. I tell my, I tell my <laughs> wife, that's that's a that goes in apocalypse storage, which I did break into this week, and I had to have one can. Uh, hey, that's to- good to have it for apocalypse storage. You can have all kinds of good stuff, but it's mostly about like you know junk food. I I'm waffle. I'm team waffle. By the way, waffle is the way to go. I think that's the only correct answer, waffles, but that's all right. Waffles look good. Waffles. We look all good. had a different answer. Yeah, I was I in. I was that. in uh, in Connecticut. There was a restaurant that made a killer waffle. We're talking fresh bananas, fudge. I mean, they loaded this thing up. And and you got two of them. It was like fucking monster. So I can't argue with there. I will not hate on the waffle. I do like a pancake that's dressed up properly. You know, like an IHOP tres leches pancake. I'll go for that all day. But, you know, I'm somewhat of an expert when it comes to this stuff. So if you guys ever have any questions, let me know. Pancakes are really good if they have the fruit in them. Like like apple pancakes are really good. You you going buttermilk or you going original? What do you mean? Buttermilk or original pancake? Oh, either or. I I mean, when I buy the mix, the, the Aunt Jemima, yeah. I, I always get the buttermilk one. Uh, yeah. And we keep buttermilk in the house, too, because we use it a lot for cooking. But, mm. uh, yeah, no, it, waffles, definitely. Like, Ryan, I, when I feel like having to do extra cleaning after breakfast, I'll pull out the waffle maker. And get a little freaky with it? Can eat some waffles, yeah. Use lots of good avocado oil so the waffle's nice and crisp when it comes yeah, up. Yeah, you do. Uh, you know, I'm more of a nut pancake guy. I don't like too much fruit. I'll take a little blueberry compote on top, but I like my walnuts and my pecans, maybe a chocolate chip or two. Okay. I'm having a good time. Pecans, I could definitely see that. Whipped cream on top? Yeah. What I we like to do, fucking... we get this jelly up here. It's it's uh comes from Stonewall Kitchen. It's called Maine Blueberry Jelly or Jam. I, I, I guess they call it Jam. You put that, you know, you put that on top of your, actually, you got to put the butter on the pancake first. Of course. Well, gotta, we, I thought we were gentlemen actually, here. You actually put the butter on the pancake as you're cooking it in the pan. And then you put, you, you know, put a little bit of this blueberry jam on top of it and then put maple syrup on it. Oh my God. Dude, I mm. fill, I fill a waffle with butter. Like those, <laughs> those holes are filled with butter before yeah. I put anything else on. Dude, we and we're talking Belgian waffles, the thick. Yes, fucking sir. Yeah, we're, yeah, we're not talking Lego, my ego bullshit. Yeah. Fuck all that. Get yeah. out of here. Yeah. I like it. I like it. Good men here. I like this conversation. Yes. And that's, that is a good place to wrap. <laughs> Perfect. Right on Ryan's favorite, his food. His little, uh, it's, I don't even know. It's kind of a fetish now. Uh, Niche, man, I think food fetish. Is a, a fetish is a, is a, a fetish food, for everybody. Food's a fetish for everybody, I say. Um, I mean, everyone's got that food that, that they just really love. Um, even for like these fucking vegans out there that want to eat like wheatgrass fucking Sundays or whatever. 
it's a fetish for everybody. You know, people get excited for one dish. Everyone does. So that's why in a prison on death row, they give you your last meal. You get to spend like six dollars. It's not even that much that you can really get. But, you know, you get your last meal and you get to pick what you want. Food is a huge thing. They charge you for your last meal. No, but like you can't you can't get whatever you want. Like you can't have like I want seven lobster tails and a fucking thing. It's like the a maximum dollar of like I think it's like twenty six dollars, depending on where you live. Yeah, I, don't, yeah, I, de- I guess it depends. I was watching. Uh, uh, and I was thinking about this the other day. I watched a documentary on Angola prison down in Louisiana. Oh, and they were interviewing one of the guys they were interviewing was on death row. Uh, and by the time the movie wrapped, like they had killed him. But they talked about his last meal and they showed it. He had crawfish, corn on a cob, uh, baked potato. I mean, anything and everything you could think of that you would want to eat if you were from Louisiana. But think about it. That's like 20 bucks. Yeah. Well, yeah. Crawfish is cheap. That's the the cockroaches of the sea right there. And they're delicious. I love them. But I've never had them, but I would sit right down and munch a few if they were right in front of me right now. Oh, yeah. I mean, you'd eat probably 40 or 50 of them. I, that's about what I eat. They're, they're tiny. It's one yeah, bite. So yeah. small. And it's yeah. got to be better than lobster. You know, I don't know what the fascination lobster is. Sucks. I agree, lobster sucks. I don't, I don't know what the fascination is. It's like eating a fucking, like the only thing I can imagine, like the claw is really good. The claws are good. Yeah. But the tail, it's all like I can imagine rubber. is a chick chomping down on an old rubber dildo. Yeah. yeah, I mean, Fuck I mean, that. it's fucking chewy. It's just, I, I'm not into it. I'm not into it at all. I'm with you. I'm I'll take you. a scallop. You want to get back on food? Scallops, scallops, and scallops. scallops. <laughs> Matt, Matt made a face. He's like scallop. What the fuck's a scallop? Scallop. That's what we call them. Scallop. Scallops. Scallop. I'll take a crab. Scallops. Scallops or steamers, like cherry stone steamers. Oh my god, the absolute fucking best. Lobster. I think you'd fit in on the show, Ron. You shouldn't have turned me down three times. I'll take your invitation. Yeah, this is, this you, is like prime conversation. I have a busy life, dude. I'm running a business, so I have <laughs> a lot of children here. I got a fucking kid at home. I got a wife that fucking makes me work 24-7. Okay. I don't have a lot of time. I can't remember. I can't remember where to hey, fucking Ron. be today. Ron, excuses are like assholes, my friends. <laughs> I tell you what, anytime you guys want to come and fucking do my job, like, <laughs> wake up at 5.30 in the morning and, and work until like 11 every day, you're welcome to it. And then you can tell me why you can't fucking remember anything or why I <laughs> I actually bought a book. I have to write, I have to literally write shit in a book because I can't remember. Now I got so Ron, this is my, my, you can't see, this is my Bible right here. I don't leave anywhere without this thing. Oh, they, oh I like those two stickers that I saw. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I need some updated stickers, Ryan. Yeah, I'm actually need to make some. I need to do a lot of stuff with the merch store. I've been really like slacking. It's free merch, Ryan. I like, the, I like the new logo. Oh, we're, free still merch is coming. we're still waiting on shirts, man. Yeah, I like how Buckley brought it up. You don't pay for my Patreon, Buckley. You, you don't get to don't ask for anything. I know. No, yeah, I'm <laughs> waiting. Patreon. I can't even get him to buy a fucking bag of ice. I buy ice all the time. <laughs> damn it. No, I'm going to send them out a little bit before Christmas. I figured it's been this long. I'm going to wait until like right around Christmas. That's fair. Enough. Some people are getting massive packages like Ron's getting a pretty big one. I'll include a shirt for you, Buckley. I'm double XL. I know. And then uh, little G's got one that's in there. It's still sitting, sitting in there. It's a nice cotton candy themed, uh, pink and light blue tie dye. Yeah, fucking dope. Love tie dye. 
Buckley, I thought you said the common Jew Bob were XS. What, what does XS mean? Condoms. Extra small. No, no, they're double, <laughs> triple XL. Extra strong. <laughs> Extra yeah. ribbed. Extra ribbed. Fuck her. I turn them inside out for my pleasure. <laughs> oh, that sounds like it hurt. You have a cottage fucking uh, cheese grater dick. I could, all I could think about is uh, it's probably been 30 years since I've worn one of them things. No, thank you. Ron, uh, real quick. Had you seen Ron? Had you seen the uh, the politician that made the porn tape? No. Did you see this, Matt? I, I think I shared it on uh, Talk at the Tavern. I posted uh, on Instagram about it. There's a, and I predicted this and Matt, Matt verified me predicting this. I think it was on this show. I was saying that AOC was going to release a sex tape to encourage sexual freedoms and all this stuff. But instead of AOC and her fine ass and giant knockers, she's got some big boobs. That was the episode, Rye, I had a tough time posting because of the AOC title. Yes, there you go. Okay, I need to go back and listen to that. Who was it, Ryan? It's this guy, uh, I forget his last name, Itkiss. And he, yeah. he looks like he's built like a combination of you, me, and Buckley is what his body type is like. Oh, so Not he's, great. So he's, look, he's good looking then. Well, he's got a <laughs> decent face, but his body, I mean, he's got a frog ass. You heard of a, like a guys with a frog ass where like if you stood up a bullfrog, he's got like just a oh. hole in his back. It's not really an ass. It's just a fucking hole. <laughs> it's mostly this porn tape is mostly him fucking this like solid six and it's like his ass shot it's just this this is what it looks like and it's just his ass in the camera <laughs> but this is like a new campaign video for this politician it kiss he's running in manhattan check him out kim You've actually showed it, it to me it's seen what, i've seen it it's on pornhub it's a bucket list bonanza is what it's called and he's running on that platform of sexual freedom so was this um, Kim's research that she does for the oh show? <laughs> hey, Kim does some unique research. We've been I know uh, she does. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, we've been doing some uh, some decent episodes together. So yeah, it's uh, it's rough. It's rough. This this porn video is, is bad. All right, Ryan. So we're looking forward to your OnlyFans for your foot modeling. Uh, Buckley's going to hand the torch over to you. He shut his down. I did what? You shut down your foot your foot modeling uh, OnlyFans. No, I didn't. Oh, you still got that? Yeah. Oh, so I'm not contributing it to it anymore. Foot modeling is overrated. I'm going to do a uh, uh, knee cleavage modeling. Oh, there you That's go. What I'm done. It's like That's when you bend your when you bend your knee all the way, and there's that little line right there. I was thinking yeah. something for taints would be interesting. Oh yeah, because I because you know, I'm the Tartarian taint tickler. That's, That's nice. <laughs> That's actually I, good. Maybe we should wrap this up. <laughs> I'm so tired. All right, let's do it. Where, where can we find you, Ron and Buckley? All right, well, you can find Ron on Instagram at Ron from New England and the Wicked Planet Podcast. Come give us a follow. Buckley is also on Instagram, and I've been tagging him on the show notes. So, Buckley, tell us where, where every, tell them where they can find you. You can find me nowhere. <laughs> Tristan Buckley on Instagram. <laughs> what a wet blanket. That's right. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, he tries to be all secretive. He just wants to be all secretive. Incognito. That's the way to go, man. Yeah. Wicked Planet comes out every Thursday. You can find us on Spotify, Apple, Google, you know, all those usual suspects. If you don't know, now you know. Get yeah. after it. Hey, Matt, Ryan, thanks for having us come on. Yeah, the thanks. Master Debaters. I always enjoy these shows. 
always a good time. Thanks we for coming. Start out serious, and then we go sideways. Oh, of course. It always it always ends in a tailspin. That's the way we go. That's all right. Well, us 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 little crew, we we've been getting uh, together for what like two years now. So, I don't think we get did anything that surprised anyone. No, almost two and a half years for you, Ron. I know it's uh, almost three years for me, and you got on pretty early in my show. So you've been at this longer than you think, man. Episode forty-two. Time flies. Yeah. Yeah. So, the good old days. Yeah. Yeah. Back when my dick was little. Now it's big. So I'm, I'm oh, we got rocking, dude. We're rocking that. Did you guys see that that video with the uh, sweet potato? No. <laughs> There's a massive sweet potato, and the chick breaks it, and the two guys look at each other, and he's like, "That's the biggest sweet potato I've ever seen." And the other guy's like, "I thought that was his dick." <laughs> <laughs> no. You haven't seen that? No. Oh, it's going around Instagram. I guess we're <clears throat> watching different stuff, man. dude. It, it's it's fucking <laughs> hilarious. Is that on Pornhub or? Oh no, just straight <laughs> IG. IG's finest. If if it's on Instagram, I'm sure we'll see it at some point. Yeah, you'll come across it. You'll be lucky, graced with it. Nice. And when you do, you'll think of me, thankfully. Yeah. There you go, Matt. <laughs> Rye, what do you got going on? Yeah, knowing how the algorithm works, Matt, they're going to see this right now as soon as we log off because their phones are close enough to the computer where they heard you talking about that video. Oh, yeah. Next time it's they go on IG, there. that that big veiny sweet potato is going to be there. Yeah. Yeah, dude, my uh, my feed is only girls shaking their ass, UFC stuff, and then like a few conspiracy things. I, I It's really listening to what I click on, it seems. <laughs> and I like it. So uh, nothing new over here, though, man. It's just... um. You know, having fun, trying to find some new information. Got a fun Merovingian episode coming out. That is, uh, it blew my mind doing the research. Um, and then obviously, you know, I did the intro segment of the last week's Monday Night Master Debaters talking about that weird Dimitri guy and his satanic shit with, you know, healthcare and all that weird stuff. Just a freak of nature. I don't think that, uh, I don't think anyone, if they're actually paying attention, would, would really agree with this agenda that's being pushed. So we kind of touched on all that stuff here, and it was fun, man. I think this was a cool one. You know, shame that uh, Mr. Gorga had to dip out, but seems like there was like two shows in one. We were like, you know, kind of had a filter on. Yeah. And, and then <laughs> the we just let after. loose. Yeah. So fun stuff. But Matt, what about you? Anything uh, new going on over there? Are you working on some new shit? No, nah, I'm doing uh, old world shit still. I, I'm dealing with tartards on on from last week still, and then can you uh, tell me about that a little bit before we wrap? I'm I'm curious what I mean. Uh, you getting bullied around a little bit? Oh no, not at all. I love it. I think it's funny. No, but there's just other uh, other people in YouTube and podcast realms that you know are they have their flag planted and their whole shtick is Tartaria, and if it goes away and you know they're done, so they're holding fast to this unicorn and uh it's like guys you got to look at reality at some point and people just don't want to do it so hey to each his own man i i mean i understand everybody has their own truth but when you start going to source materials and pulling shit out and then people want to live in this fantasy land so be it mm. like what's your sources that's the one i always get well oh, i love that Explain you know? it to me. Explain the whole fucking thing that you've spent years researching. Explain it all to me in one post in a comment. Well, Ron, I had a guy this week. I put I put a minute clip out there. 
right? And I, and, and it was on, I forgot what it was on, Frequency or something. And some guy's like, well, where's the rest of the clip? I'm like, well, the name of the video is right there. You can go look it up on YouTube. And he goes, what, are you too lazy or is your ego too big not to share the information? I'm like, is it too much for me to expect people to go do a little research rather than me spoon feed it to you? I'm like, I put this stuff out there to provoke thoughts, not to fucking hold your hand. And, but people are so fucking lazy. It's hilarious. Or right we should now. Do, do a little meme of a, of somebody in a, in a high chair, like a little, <laughs> and, and you got a spoon and in the spoon, it shows Todd Terrier, right? And you go, oh, here comes the airplane. That's it. But that's it. That's these people, man. They are giant like fucking little, children. I got a spoon feed you like a little fucking kid. Oh, it's and unbelievable. Not only that, when, I, when I put it in your mouth, because you've got the spoon that's rubber coated, <laughs> oh. right? So you put it in their mouth and you go like this. And what do they do? They fucking spit half of it out. Yeah. So they're not going to listen to anything that you fucking tell them anyway. No. That was no, so it's just it's just but it's it's funny because I, I feel like right now what's happening it's it's like planned though it's trying to get more division of people that kind of think outside the box and those are just the Russian bots fucking with you Matt that's all it is oh no 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 I'm talking about real people there's real people going on podcasts out there now and and jumping ship and like saying everything's fake and that you know the people that do the old world research are just wasting their time and they haven't found anything or proven anything or debunked anything and it's just it's funny you know because yeah but it's your time matt who yeah. the fuck are they to say what you do with your time well these are you could be yeah. out drinking chasing horse which actually doesn't sound that bad really when you think about it but but what i'm saying is <laughs> you're, you're choosing not to do that you're doing something nice and wholesome in trying to maybe open some people's eyes to, to a possibility that could be. Like, yeah. like you're not saying for sure. You're saying it could be. It could have been. And what drives me nuts are the people that say no, period. And that's it. No, that's it. And because and because it hasn't been taught to us yet. It hasn't been programmed in their, in their you know, system. So they can't even fathom it. So the idea of it is a threat. And that's what it is. It's the it's this inability to just even, you know, I, I was listening to this guy, Jason Brashear, and some people are like, well, he's a Mason. He's a, yeah, this, that. And I'm like, I, I don't know. I like I like his ideas. I, I like his perspective. And it's I've heard different. Things. I've heard good things about him. Yeah. yeah. And so what he says, though, he says there's three things that you need to stay out of the matrix, you know, stay out of that matrix programming. You have to have imagination. You have to have intuition and you have to have empathy. And, and you think about that, and it, it's true. The imagination is huge. What do we lose as adults? That, that It's that imagination. They take that away from you and program that out of you that you can't stop. You got, you got to stop thinking outside the box. You need to get back in this, you know, mentality with everybody else. And, and you know, you've been taught, you know, there's an old Harry Chapin song called Flowers Are Red. And, and, and that's what it is. You know, this kid goes to school and he's painting all these colorful flowers. And the teacher says, no, the, the flowers are only red. And, you know, you can't be painting these. And finally, after he does it again, she yells at me. And finally, he goes to a new school and he paints flowers and they're all red. And the teacher's like, what are you doing? There's so many colors in the rainbow. Why don't you use them all? And he's like, well, I just see the red ones now. Because he had been beaten at, it had beaten out of them. Sure that you can use. And that's where we are now. We're at a point where thinking outside the box and thinking about things that possibly could have happened, not saying that they're fact is now a threat. And it's now, you know, one guy said that going down rabbit holes 
you're going closer to Satan and further away from God. And I just fucking laughed. And yeah. I'm like, that's the, typical- I don't agree with that either. Yeah. Oh, it's the stupidest shit I've ever heard. It's the typical Bible, Bible thumping excuse right. against anything, right? You're, you're going away from God because you're not going toward. No, it's how many people that go down rabbit holes are brought closer to God and their faith is stronger because they've seen the dark shit that's out there and they see the dark powers that are at play. Yeah. You got to get through the dark to get to the light, right? I know it's cliche, but it's true. Yeah. So on that, it's 11 o'clock. Buckley's tired. Let's get out of here, boys. Thank you very much, everyone. It's a wrap. Stay strong. Question everything. See you guys.